0: Thanks to Bombfell for supporting FilmSack. Bombfell is an online personal styling service for men that helps find the right clothes for you. Get twenty-five dollars off your first purchase at bombfell.com/filmsack. That's b-o-m-b-f-e-l-l.com/filmsack. EWA five seventeen. Do you want to report a UFO over? Negative. We don't want to report. Ares 31, do you wish to report a UFO? Over. Neither. We not want to
1: report one of those
0: either. Uh, Ares 31, do you wish to file a report of any kind? Over. I,
1: I would know what kind of report
0: to file, Senator. Uh, Ares 31, uh, me neither. I'll try to track traffic to destination. Over.
1: mattress you've got to destroy that mattress
0: this is film sack
1: (laughs) oh sure Hello,
0: everybody, and welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. Episode 400. (gasps) Four hundred. We celebrate today by doing a regular episode of the show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, My name is Scott Johnson. Joining me today, Brian, there's a dead fly in my potatoes. Dunaway.
2: There's too many potatoes. It's killing the flies. Mm. Greetings, Earthlings. (laughs) We are here for the Shark Slayer, the one your people call Dreyfus. Ah, there he is now. Good, good. He received our mind mail. There were concerns about compatibility. We discussed sending a DM via social media, but that is still decades or more away. Spoiler, it changes everything. With great power comes great responsibility. Hashtag Excelsior. Anywho. The ladies up here have authorized me to offer you a trade for these 100 totally not Shark Slayers for your one Dreyfus. Shark Slayer 100%. Excellent. Ah, it would appear the trade has pleased the Dreyfus. So suck it! And thank you people of Earth for your sacrifice. The universe will love you long time. Am I saying that correctly? (laughs) Now to space! Where we'll engage the great space shark in a battle we will call Jaws X. Little title, Dreyfus in Space. Oh, wait. Almost forgot. Dreyfus, would you like to say goodbye to anyone? No? Perhaps your wife and kids? No. No? No. You sure? Damn, you one cold hearted shark slayer. <laughs> What's that, Dreyfus? Scheider slayed the shark. You just poked it with a stick. Uh, well, we got what we got.
0: Yeah. Someone give this human a stick <laughs> to space. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> He's going to need a new ship, he'd say. Right. Pilot, play that funky beat. Uh, Very nice. Oh, wait. Is there more? That no, it. It? Oh, okay. Well done. That was good. Uh, also with us. Are, ra- you, are you tired now? <laughs> no, no. I'm good. Everything's good. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Uh, ran- <laughs> we have Randy. Don't mind me. Just going to shovel a load of dirt into the kitchen window. Jordan.
3: A L O H A. A L O H A. A L O H A. My friends. My friends. Brian Dunaway. Brian Ibbett scott johnson Mm. thank you for 400 episodes thank you for the last nine years thank you for taking me into your spaceship of fun and giving all the people out there half face burns sick half face burns (laughs) i know i know you're feeling the last nine years and you're getting old but look at me i haven't aged a day
0: Mm. (laughs) that's amazing true you're beautiful. beautiful. Walked off that ship. Why, 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 The remix. Oh my gosh. Close encounters of the nerd kind. Uh hey, here's the final thing here. Brian, your truck has too much shud in it. Ibit. Uh, no God, no kidding. Clean that truck. Yeah. Uh All right,
4: so we figured out that close encounters of the first kind is when you see a UFO. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Close encounters of the second kind is if you experience an event caused by by the UFO, like Mm -hmm. noise, rattling, shaking, whatever, mailboxes going chung, 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 all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Third kind, of course, is seeing the actual alien in there. And there have been extensions of that list. For example, the fourth kind is being abducted. The fifth kind is having some form of communication with an alien. Um, In recent years, they've added to the list. For example, Close Encounters of the Sixth Kind is getting a text or an email from an alien within three days of abduction saying they had a good time and they'd like to uh, abduct you again. (laughs) Close Encounters (laughs) of the Seventh Kind is a late night text from the alien which simply says, hey, you up? (laughs) and leads to another anal probe booty call. Great. Oh! And then uh, Close Encounters of the Eighth Kind is them wanting to meet you at a public place like a Starbucks so they can tell you that they never want to abduct you again, and you (laughs) won't make a scene because it's a public place. You just cry into your half-calf double whip extra hot grande pumpkin spice latte. Don't worry. It's not you. It's them. Oh, my gosh.
2: Is is there a limit to the eighth kind?
0: Because I've been there twice this week. (laughs) Two times this Mm. week.
3: And what would Close Encounters of the Rule 34 kind Oh, we be? don't want to know.
0: We don't want to oh, know. Geez. It's too close of an encounter. Sure there's, I'm sure there's a video. Probably. <laughs> probably. In fact, there's probably a porn parody of this film, as far That's as we know. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Oh my gosh, got to be. Well, uh, the movie is Close Encounters Closeless of the Third Kind. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Closeless Turd Encounters. <laughs> third Kind. Ooh, wait. That kind of movie is not I don't <laughs> want that movie. A, the
4: yeah. Cleveland Steamer Spaceship Edition. Great, yeah.
0: great. Uh, this is a movie. It's an old one, and it's one that has uh, a, a long history of uh, people admiring it and ripping it off and making things in their movies that are kind of similar in some ways and kind of a big deal for Steven Spielberg, I think, in his career because it yeah. was him saying, all right, I don't just make scary shark movies, everybody. I make I make <laughs> other stuff that's like kind of feel good, weird, spacey kind of stuff. And he'd go on to do E.T. not long after this and uh, uh, it's probably the only other one that's truly in the in the space right. stuff would be, what, AI? I can't think of anything yeah. else. Right, right.
2: Oh, yeah, uh, Minority
0: Report. How can you never forget that? Well, that, that but well, that it's was not a really thing.
4: space. It's just future.
0: Right. Future, yeah, I yeah. like yeah. in space. It's also based on space. The there's, there's no oxygen. Your, your aliens. Yeah, but he didn't direct right. that. We always forget no, that produced he didn't that. Oh, he yeah. just produced yeah. it. That's yeah. right. Don't worry. Everyone on this planet thinks he directed that movie. Yeah. He actually wrong.
4: gets royalties because of some yeah. some uh, some loophole
2: confusion. glitch in the system. Hey, you know, says that he should get money. You say, you say that, and you know he he does do production, but he's not a hands off producer kind of guy. So uh, sure. he definitely he definitely has a big
0: influence. He may on have I team. mean, who knows on that one though? By yeah. then he'd he'd he you know he was sleeping in money. I don't know if he needed to worry about getting sleeping up early in and money. <laughs> get down there and make sure well, this rest. money it's is uncomfortable. Yeah, I is do there like a
3: theory out there that the shark from Jaws is actually an alien.
1: yes sure why not I I
3: really like the idea I really like the idea of putting all of his directed movies into the same universe Mm. but it gets real hard when you have this same person you know like the this Richard Dreyfuss in those two very different movies you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. that get that gets hard but when you when you get away from that things like Lincoln Indiana Jones movies it's great they all fit together
0: okay quick quick (laughs) trivia who can answer me the fastest what's the third movie Richard Dreyfuss was in directed by Steven Spielberg go
2: Oh, interesting.
0: Uh, that's a good question. We've talked about it before. We've never seen it here, but we've talked about it, and I'll, I'll give you a hint. Mr. Holland's Open. No, it's not that. Uh, Bridge, Bridge of Spies. Nope. It's uh, more less recent, uh, but newer than the than uh, the old stuff. Newer yeah, than this thing, uh, obviously. Wow. Uh, wow. I can't... John, was it, was it just was it just a cameo?
2: Nope. <clears throat> Big role, uh, John really? Goodman. Oh, then it had to be trip endorsement? Uh, no,
0: tribe. Nope. What was that? It was a uh, Trippendorf's tribe. What the hell are you talking <laughs> what about? What was it?
4: Trippendorf's tribe. Trippendorf's tribe. Was tribe. Wasn't thing that? the not that? He
0: did where he got half naked. It had that John. It had John things. Goodman in it. It had uh, Holly Hunter in it. And, oh, and, and and no, nothing. Oh man, I'm no. surprised. The movie is called Always. You remember the oh, airplane?
1: Horse. <laughs> he was like a well, ghost dies in, a... in
0: the first two minutes of the film yeah but he's in the rest of it he's like it's I like know, ghost. I know. I'm kidding. it's like i ghost forgot for... about that i forgot that was a, a spielberg yeah. joint Yeah, it was a spielberg smaller kind Spiel, of a small spielberg. quiet spielberg movie yeah and yeah. we
3: really it, it i i found it really really hard to not just think of only steven spielberg while, while watching this film like he is so like singular in in terms of both writing and directing and deciding every little decision, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you, you really just can't, you can't assign any of it to anyone else. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, I mean, that's something that still happens all the time, right? We see these filmmakers who are very, singular and they make they make the whole movie mm-hmm. but it like looking at something this big and expansive like it's like you you almost forget that john williams scored the music You're like oh wow steven spielberg made a great musical decision there you know that mm-hmm. that kind of thing
1: yeah,
4: yeah. and,
2: and Which, john williams made it very difficult to pick the best soundtrack doing this movie and star wars so close together it's oh
4: like, my gosh it. it's really yeah. good the
0: soundtrack in this it thing is, is really amazing good. yeah it's one of my favorites
4: um will really
0: quick back to always did that come out before or after ghost uh oh, I don't know. It feels like uh right around the same it's, time in my head. It but does it, feel like, I, like it, yeah. it. Feels like yeah. I came the out the Twinsies. same year as Crocodile Dundee. Did could it, could did have it been do that for some reason. Could have been. It was definitely yeah. what. It, I'll tell you what it felt like. It felt like a uh like he when he did amazing stories on TV. I feel oh, like it was yeah. one that they just couldn't get in. They're like ah oh, we can't squeeze this one in. Sorry Stephen. The, the can't the season's done and we're canceled. All right, well, I'll make a movie called Always and then it'll well, be that.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, it or, or it was, uh, certainly believable that it was, it was a story that they originally planned for Amazing Stories. Said, oh, no, this is way much, we could make such a much bigger thing out of this, yeah. a two hour right. thing. Yeah, it's, it's
0: definitely that gimmick, though, right? Like, it's like, here's yeah. this guy, he dies in a plane crash. Now he's alive for the rest of the movie and no one else. Can see him or however it worked. I don't remember how the movie right. went.
2: Don't forget, you can watch uh, the amazing stories on NBC.com uh,
0: oh, for free right that's now. That's fantastic. Twenty two episodes. It was on Netflix for a while, and that's not there anymore. It was. Nope. Uh All right. If you do, by the way, if you do that, the one you want to watch is also airplane plane related. It's a, the cartoonist in the belly <gasps> oh, yeah. of the. Plane yeah, that out. one was really good.
2: So really, good. all of them are really great. Uh, Ghost Train, the first one was really good as yeah. well. The and mission, I think, is the one you're thinking about. That thing we, changed uh, my
0: life, like literally changed yeah. my course of my life. That movie, yeah, or that that, that short, amazing. whatever that was, oh, whatever I the magic was there, I just that's story. when I decided I was going to draw for the rest of my life. And here's the other thing: the <clears throat> that cast included Kiefer Sutherland, who we just saw in Young mm-hmm. Guns. Uh, uh the, the the captain on that thing was freaking. Um, oh my gosh, Waterworld, uh, help me, help me. Uh, Kevin Costner, Kevin Costner was the captain. Help me, help me. And there were like two or three other dudes, and they're just like, oh my gosh, these guys are about to have these like huge career shifts. And they're all in this <laughs> right. little short.
4: You know what's funny is um, I always confuse the cast of this with the cast of Memphis Bell because that was another <laughs> movie <laughs> yeah, where yeah. the the gunner was trapped in the bulb at
3: the bottom you're of
4: right. the plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're right. Had a big popular cast and uh, never, just, you know, never You know this that.
3: this movie uh, Close Encounters confused its own cast with nothing. I was shocked at the beginning of the film when it tells you that it stars R- Richard Dreyfuss and. Francois Truffaut, and you're like, and that's it. Yeah, wait, right. what? Pretty that much that's so your weird. cast. That's the yeah. whole cast. Because <laughs> honestly, guy's, guy's I felt f- like Terry Gar, Melinda Dillon, and Bob Balaban were very important. I, you know, I agree.
0: Come, hundred percent agree. And also, just okay, two things about the people you just mentioned. Uh, Terry Gar still worthy of a 2018 crush. She's amazing. I freaking Ooh, love, love her. Her, she was. Yes, yeah. I had the biggest yeah. crush on her in everything she was ever in. And, and this her. was
4: this was peak. Form Cherry Gar like this was yeah. the most crushable. Oh, Cherry <laughs> yeah, the most, the most crushable,
2: worthy. But no, but yeah. she also wanted to. She she actually wanted to play
0: the character uh that she the other that lady. He was not running away from.
2: Yeah, he wanted to play two, the the, yeah. the Melinda
0: Dillion. Dillion. I can yeah. see that she was Melinda Dillion's character was, or she was nominated for a best supporting actress role for that, and I think she was pretty damn right. good. Actually, yeah. I actually think and the week is. I mean, the nom- mistake is saying e. Dillion. It is just Dillon. Is it Dillon? Dylan? I always say Dillion too. Is it Dillon? Yeah. I know Melinda Dillon. Okay. Melindia Delia Dill, there you go, Dill, you know, Dill.
4: Melindia, <laughs> Melindia
0: Dillian. But she, uh, she was, she was quite good. Um, I think the weakest, the weakest performance. I'm not saying is a bad actor, but I think the weakest performance is probably Dreyfus's. I think he's a little over the top in this thing.
2: I, I actually, I, I actually liked that. I liked that Richard Dreyfus was so messed up. And Richard Dreyfus will tell you uh, in, in his initial viewing of the film that he was not pleased with his performance. But I, I actually liked it. I, I thought it was a man obsessed Richard. And that is the that thing. He has well.
4: to kind of play it over the top to make it believable that he's being kind of controlled by an unseen force. Right. right. He has right. to, uh,
0: didn't it he he feel like he, like he got the whole email? He got, he got the whole email except the subject line. That's how it always right. felt to me. Right. Like, he got the whole email and said, hey, it's a big structure. Make it out of potatoes and then try to do it out of shit in your house and then try to make it out of whatever. Make it out of Why mud. Why did he have
2: to do it inside? He could have done that outside. He could have easily. done it anywhere. Yes, but the exactly. point is,
0: like, he got the email and he went to town. And if he just would have paid attention to the subject line, he would have said, oh, right. it has like a cut off flat top. And now right, we're done. Right. Like, that was his mm-hmm. big hang up. Mm-hmm. It was like something glitched in the matrix for him. It's a very odd right. thing. And if you don't, if you think about it too hard, the that stuff's kind of broken. Like, why could she, the the lady with the sun, she gets mm-hmm. flashed with the light, and so what does she do? Makes lovely, lovely drawings of it. Drawings, sure. Yeah. Well, you know,
4: if you're a sculptor, uh, I guess Richard Dreyfus wasn't really a sculptor either, but he could make right. a pile of shit. Yeah. And then he, <laughs> whether <laughs> it's a
0: pile of potatoes or a pile of... Uh, at one point, uh, I mean, it's at, at any point, Richard Dreyfus just needs to see a lump of something, and then he becomes right. transfixed, so and he starts that, scooping poo out of a public toilet and making right. a mountain out of it, like... His, he
3: so has he the got, worst version of this. It's terrible. He, for got, him.
2: But he also got the the greatest amount of exposure. He was already a dreamer, right? Because they have kind of established that yeah. from the beginning. So I, I I didn't. I I still buy it.
3: Mm-hmm. I want to jump back to something. Um. Uh. You may not have known Terry Gar uh retired in 2011. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh and and uh, you know went it went really really private. She was always a fairly private person. Mm-hmm. Uh. Always always uh. Uh, refused to a- answer like uh, really you know uh, uh intimate questions about herself and this kind of thing uh, mm-hmm. all the way up to and including how old she is her actual birth date uh it has been unknown mm-hmm. uh, you know publicly there are there are records that people claim to have unearthed about her birth date but uh those records disagree with each other and uh, you know she will probably die Managing to keep the world from knowing precisely. That's how because she's. Ne- that's
2: because right. she's never going to
3: die, and uh, uh, she, mm-hmm. she's always
2: existed. It's,
3: and so it's uh, really, that's why. it's really remarkable when you when you look back through her Wikipedia edits, which I did for no reason. Uh, as you go back,
1: <laughs> different,
3: <laughs> different people, different people throw in different sources for her birthday. They all huh. agree she was born on December 11th, but the range jumps around between 1944 and 1949, mm. and oh, people wow. just. So five they, year difference. Huh. Yeah, they really don't know. So it's, it's assumed that she is 73. It's assumed that when she made this film, she was about 32. But she has done a tremendous smart. job of never letting the world That's know amazing, how old she is. Because
1: you think it's, that
4: like, uh, something, something would leak out at some point where she right. where that would come out. Mm-hmm. But
2: it's smart because she's from old Hollywood and age was a big factor. Uh, I don't said, know about
0: old Hollywood. Uh, I'd call her... I I mean what do you Middle mean by Hollywood? Old Hollywood? What do you mean by Middle Old Hollywood?
4: Hollywood. Old Hollywood would be like your Humphrey Bogart and your Okay, yeah, yeah, wouldn't even, and, yeah. I would
3: I wouldn't even say Mel Brooks is from Old Hollywood. He's influenced yeah. by it, right? right? But you know, he's he's, well, uh, he's in his <coughs> 90s and he's not And he's old
4: responsible Hollywood. for one of her best roles too, which was uh, young Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah that she was Frankenstein. That
0: so good. She was really good in that. But she just, I don't know, something about her. She's got some she's got some right
4: uh sweetness to her like it's it's goldie Hawn without the the bimbo
0: yeah or the, <laughs> the or the complete well, brainlessness of of uh, I I want to bring character. it
3: around in a circle here this film not only didn't know that it had these people in it like terry gar but it f- it felt to me like the film didn't really care like they, th- these are characters that I really wanted just a little more development around and I didn't <laughs> get it like imagine imagine what it would actually do to a person to have their toddler constantly running away (laughs) and then ultimately disappear. Like that's a really interesting thing that yeah. i just felt like i didn't get a lot of no there was
4: my my other opening was going to be something like yeah close encounters the story of a boy named barry who desperately wants to get away from his mother <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah that i was going to do like... the same thing except it was about uh Dreyfus's character who just roy just really wanted to get away from his family because that's what it is about the end because uh it, there's no question chicken the bucket
0: oh my gosh the entire family big old chicken yeah. the bucket man right. they're like a big
2: yep. old kfc
3: 12 piece style uh yep. Yeah, kicking the bucket. Well, and and that home with the kids and their home life reminded yeah. me of why I didn't like E.T. Mm. And it it was like I I realized I recognized Steven Spielberg's pretty good at this. Like this feels very realistic. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't. You know, I just didn't like that. That like frantic, constant thing where all the kids are banging around and always into pranks and stuff. Because you've only got one like, kid. Yeah. <laughs> right, right.
4: No way. Just I can mean, probably speak to the fact that if you've got three young kids, those you know it's kids. Like uh, I mean, I, I actually kind of
0: like it because there's an energy to it, and I respond yeah. to it in a positive way. Like when I watching this, I was like, "Yeah, this is how this is how this can be," and the and the, and it has this effect of like make you know this is not the time of your lives to own a decent piece of furniture and this is not the time of your life to have a good tv because (laughs) the kids are going to put pop tarts in the vcr they're going to do weird stuff like that and and i i have nothing but fond feelings for that time for that era of raising three similarly aged kids and so for me i see this and i and it's nothing but positive but i totally get it i totally get how this looks like chaos to anybody else and i don't blame them
3: well, and it it just it just looks like a very very particular cultural slice that uh, now nowadays through my 2018 eyes I look I look at and go eh, it's not very accessible like like this like when you uh, and I hate to jump all the way to the end of the movie but uh, it's really really weird to me at the end of the movie you have all these humans standing around mm-hmm, yeah. and they're all different shapes and sizes yep. and the aliens come out and they're all exactly <laughs> the same and I'm just like man spielberg get some yeah. imagination buddy Well, they had the inbreeding. one what
0: what would you say inbreeding oh inbreeding nice yeah, <laughs> but i noticed they were the, the uh the one the one that came out with those spindly arms or whatever oh, yeah yeah i don't know what the deal there is and that's part of what i like about the movies it doesn't well,
1: explain was any of that. there was
2: <laughs> a little, actually there's a more practical answer to why that one is different It's uh they had so much footage to edit from the uh from the end of the film and they had decided to go one way with most of the aliens, mm-hmm. uh, but they had tried puppets at one point in time, and right. so, uh, so they had filmed they had filmed some puppetry, and that's where the, that's where the spindly came along. But they didn't think it really worked well. But they still. They thought it was, it, it still needed They've to be. They worked the hard
4: enough that at least want to use the one. Right, right. <laughs> so that's it, the reason why it feels I, It would have been so right, good so. if all the aliens came out and they were that kind of weird spider limb kind of right. looking. Alien. Yeah, and that's what you probably it, see today, probably. Somebody if you're would. like, if you're a, a advanced species that can master uh, space travel and, and all that stuff and being able to zip down the highways going, you know, 90 miles an hour, wouldn't you <laughs> Wouldn't you come up with a... Uh, a um a way out of your spaceship that doesn't require you basically to Shut get down on your hands and yeah, knees yeah. to mm-hmm. crawl out. Of.
0: Yeah. 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 There's some there's some practicality stuff there, but one of the things I like about the movie and always have always liked and I even liked in this reviewing is this sense that whether they were decided on for practical reasons or whatever the reasons they decided on, whatever ended up in the final footage, it all feels a little weird and hard to explain. And I like Good. that. Yes. I like that. I like that in a movie where they're not afraid to not explain everything to me. They don't need to. These are very and, different. Uh, you know, clearly these are different cultures, different universes, really. And you've got no need to 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 make them too relatable. And and Spielberg is actually, I think, one of his faults in a lot of movies after this fails on that point he 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 makes it too relatable that by the end and it's like okay we get it you want to touch our heartstrings and and whatever and this movie i feel like he held back a bit and just left it up to us to figure it out and whether that was intentional or not i don't know but i but did i appreciate you, it did you guys did everybody watch this on netflix yeah
2: yes There's a. I yes. did not did did what yeah, did, so they so the, saw, did they show did they show the inside the space the
4: special, no it's not the special edition which is a bummer okay. because uh i was really hoping it was the special edition i i remember seeing that once right i persuaded my dad to go sit through this movie a second time because they had re-released the special edition which was which you know you you don't think of that in this day and age with john cameron releasing 48 different versions of terminator 2 the special right. edition was released in theaters four or five months after the the regular theatrical the right. first theatrical release right. right and so everybody had to go back to the theater <laughs> yeah. to go oh, watch the same movie again just right. to see the extra scenes <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it was
0: a whole different time for stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. and it, and tell me the difference. It was just uh, some in interior shots of the ship. Yeah, so Richard walks around the yeah. insert, the inside yeah. of the ship for a
4: little bit. um Was the, it's so funny it, because something said that there was the ship in the desert. Wasn't the ship in the desert? Did did I miss the ship in the desert in the in the um the version that we watched?
0: There wasn't a ship yeah. in the no, desert. No, it wasn't. Yeah, okay. it wasn't. Yeah, it was just the planes. Right. Yeah the The airplanes that were there so, that were untouched or whatever the deal was, yeah, they weren't real clear about that either. But again, I don't know something so, something about that I so, appreciate. But
3: uh, yeah, so multiple versions. The one, uh, the and and the reason why we're like which which did we see is because uh, they they eventually started putting out multiple versions in the same issue. Like the laser disc issue had two different versions of the film. Hmm. The you know they they made this whole special edition for the 20th anniversary, which I guess would have been 90, 97,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and and so on. But ultimately, in 2001, he was like, all right, I finally reached a point in my life where I understand what I want to be the final cut, and he made a final cut. He got rid of the a lot of the extra scenes that he had added back over the years, and that included seeing the interior of the ship, which he felt was too oh. revelatory. That included the thing in the Gobi Desert, which he felt was uh, was too much. It Was banging you over the head with what was going to happen, and he wanted the the film to be a lot more mysterious as it as it builds. Um, I I was just like uh, I wanted to ask you, Scott. Like uh, it's real easy to forgive this film for desperately needing an editor. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was like, why am I forgi- so forgiving of this film? I couldn't figure it out because I don't know like I just saw Crimes of Grindelwald last night, and it was like. A later uh, J.K. Rowling book. Mm. It was desperately needed an editor so bad. There were Mm. thirty minutes of stuff in that film that was just like such a drag, Mm. and I'm I can't forgive it. I'm I'm like Crimes of Grindelwald, bad movie, too long, too much extra junk that doesn't do anything for me. And this film, I'm like, I'm riveted by the air traffic control scene. (laughs) I mean, I I, think that's because Spielberg has an has the ability to create a
2: vision that engages you i guess just, so yeah i mean nick, nick like, saw that
0: movie last night too by the way my 18 year old he came home and said the exact freaking thing he says really? to me he says did like, he say it, his did words, say it in the randy voice no, no but his words to me were dad oh. there's like 30 minutes of that movie that didn't need to be there and i just thought oh, oh wow so when randy said that i was like oh my gosh he, he's he's right on on point there but but uh, I, I didn't see it because I would coughed all my way through it, and so I sold my ticket way, to somebody else. By the way,
4: I made the mistake say, of saying that the special edition came out four or five months after. It was actually three years. It came out in 1980. I thought I could have sworn it was, it was really close to oh, the regular. Uh, I would have thought you was right, too. Beard, it felt like yeah. because maybe he it went back really and reshot. Like it was
2: close. He yeah. reshot pretty quick after because they he wanted to edit it. Once they figured out it was doing well, mm-hmm. he wanted to go back and do it like he wanted, and the studio said, yeah, but... You gotta do the spaceship on the inside. Yeah, that's bef- like, that's oh, before that's he, he
0: back before he you know, he couldn't make all the calls. He can do that now. But back then, right. even then he was still, you know, too He single handedly
2: almost sunk the studio and the
0: state and then saved their bacon. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, he's he was that guy. But to address Randy's point, um Spielberg for all his other qualities or things you like or don't like about him, he can do he can do a, a drawn out and make it seem worth it. Like he can somehow take all of that extra time because this is a long movie, uh, and not have you at the end of it go, "Man, that was too long," or "You should have cut this or cut that." It, it never really quite feels that way. Now you you could argue, I know there you know there are exa- there are examples like Crystal Skull where the whole thing feels like it shouldn't exist, and and there's you know <laughs> there's there's obviously there's right. going to be outliers, but but I agree with that, and I think that his proteges. People like J.J. Abrams, uh, Denise Villeneuve, however you say his name. Mm-hmm. Those kind of directors share some of that, and that's why their movies don't feel over long to me, even though mm-hmm. they if you're looking at the clock, they are. Um, specifically, I, I wanted to mention the connection here that I have between this movie and why I think I love Villeneuve's work so much. It is very similar. Like, I would argue Arrival... Mm-hmm arrival yeah. is is almost a re not remake but an attempt to say hey i'm going to kind of do what you did with close encounters but i'm gonna do it my own way and i think that's what Gra- arrival is arrival is amazing
4: is like, it the arrival or arrival it's just
0: arrival i think and i'd even throw, throw uh,
4: i'd even yeah there are two different movies i'd even throw uh quaron uh into this as well because i feel like gravity could have just as easily been a spielberg
3: Oh well, yeah just good, imagine good if yeah. this movie had a title uh, a, a the name of the film was something like contact or gravity mm-hmm. like because let's face it this is this is a badly named movie it doesn't it, the name it really does not is. at all lead you to anything about the film that's artistic or whatever
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh i i just want to also bring up um chris columbus man he is the oh, sure. the protege sure. of proteges
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good example as well. But the I love Duffer <clears throat> Brothers. I love uh, that. I love that those guys uh, and gals have all sort of figured out a way to carry that piece of the Spielberg thing forward, even if they know they don't know they're doing it. Like it's a it's kind of a um, and, and I'm sure you could look back at directors before Spielberg, even those that inspired him. He always talks about Lawrence of Arabia being the greatest film ever made. um you could probably look at that and find all kinds of Spielbergisms that he carried forward so i'm sure that that's that's always true people iterate but but if he's got one gift he's left filmmaking it's this it's that approach and their ability to take whatever time is necessary to tell the story whereas lesser directors lesser storytellers and certainly lesser editors can't figure out a way to do it and they make two hour movies feel like three yeah and and that's unfortunate and i love that about this movie this movie did never feel over long to me we sat i watched it with my daughter she loved it we had a great time i mean it's there it's not perfect this is an old ass movie Mm -hmm. and there's some issues but
4: yeah i felt like it was it was there were definitely uh things that should have been should have been cut out out of almost every scene Legs of time that were cut out out of of almost every scene. Give us a little bit more setup on the characters, but maybe we don't need to spend so much time walking around the desert before you know the 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 people chanting finally say, "Oh, the sounds came from up there," and uh, uh, give us a little bit more explanation about the why the hand gestures are important. You know the the sign language uh, translation of the tones and things like that.
3: I really liked the expansiveness of of the film from the start. And I actually wish there had been more of that. I wish there was more exotic locales where aliens were visiting barely. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, ultimately, we end up spending a lot of time in Muncie, Indiana, which is, a, you know, that's a, like a real Hollywood, Hollywood-centric way of, of doing things, right? The rest of the world is experiencing this. Now, let's come to this, you know, mundane American place, and that's where we're going to go from there that's
2: where the rubber meets the road i mean i i I like expansive you know ideas and shots but to really relate i have to be there otherwise you're just watching id4
0: well and carter made a really interesting point i'm glad you brought that up we're watching it and it's the scene uh you know they've got this big facility set up right behind the mountain there now and they've got all these plans to meet the aliens and they're and they're communicating with this music and they don't really explain how they got from a to z very well like how did they know to even be ready there?
3: Like, you know what? Spielberg is no stranger to tropes. Yeah, he ain't no yeah. stranger to tropes. And he, this guy, <laughs> this guy loves some Hollywood geography. That's the name of that trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's literally a shot of Dreyfus driving around in the dark, lost early on in the film, in Indiana, and you can see palm trees, and it's like, oh really? Spielberg <laughs> don't care. Yeah, no, yeah. you don't care. Spielberg don't care. But here's the thing:
0: <clears throat> we're watching that scene. And she leans to me and she goes, you know what I like about this? I said, what? She goes, if this was just the government and scientists responding to this thing that they don't know if is a threat or a friendly attempt to communicate, this would be a boring movie. And I said, well, why isn't it? She says, because they just long enough spend time with those guys. And then now we're back in the in the rocks with sweaty, tired, dirty Dreyfus and his and his newly made girlfriend so she noticed the,
2: the the sweat. Good. Yeah.
0: She noticed that it. it just got personal again is what she noticed. Right. And she, yeah. and she finds that to be really important, even though <clears throat> if you dissect this movie, them having an idea of where this is going to be located, drawing and sculpting and all that crap really mm-hmm. meant nothing. It seems like the scientists and stuff all knew where to be and what to have. Like, why were they even involved?
3: They
4: sure, that.
0: They sure got that uh, that that uh, landing strip
4: built quickly and like set up all well, those they, yeah runway right. lights we, and stuff like that. Right,
2: D- uh, Balaban you know set that up because he's like, oh yeah, not only am I the most convenient French-speaking person you have, I also uh, am a cartographer and uh, let me let me school you on some stuff. And that's how they got there so quick because they weren't touched. Uh, they weren't touched by the extraterrestrials. They were just. Lucky, yeah, but I get...
3: but Scott's talking about something that really stuck in my craw, which is that the film tries to tell a story of a government sort of like suppressing the truth and hmm. speaking out of both sides of its mouth. Like they there's literally two consecutive scenes where a bunch of locals are called into a meeting with government toughs <laughs> yeah, who yeah. just sit there and lie to them, and then you immediately cut to in a back room warehouse, the government is prepping to people to go meet the aliens and it's like you, you you go from one to the other and you're supposed to go ooh conspiracy but the film doesn't really tell the story mm. it just shows you that yeah and that's okay it just could have there could have been more to that that intrigue you know yeah and mm. also
0: you know you're right Balaman i'm a cartographer and this these are this is um what do you call it right. uh, an
4: what, uh, oh, the Longitude longitude, latitude, latitude, or, yeah. 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 So
0: he yeah. knew what it all was. And then it's almost like a screen should have popped up with uh, like Spongebob. Many, six months later. Yeah, many man years. hours later or whatever. And then
4: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now they got their thing yeah. all built. Right. So. Once they figure out the the location, it's like, okay, now we're going to build this little base This like figure out wh- how we communicate with them. We got to get all this stuff set up, all this, mm-hmm. you know. But, but
1: didn't I'll you say- love...
3: Great. Didn't you love that when they all, when they all realized that what they were doing, they go running to another guy's office and steal this expensive globe and, and roll dang. it around? Like that's exactly that's the brilliant genius of Steven Spielberg mm. is that he imagines what would happen and then puts it in the film and yeah. lets you see it. Cause yeah. it's awesome. And none of yeah. these
4: brilliant scientists figure out that it might be a lot easier. To take a Just, piece of paper yeah. with those coordinates over to the globe rather than rolling yeah. this globe. But,
2: it's, but it's, it, it exemplifies what we talked about earlier, which is adding Spielberg as energy. And, yeah. and you right. literally it's excitement. Yes, right. It's, it's like almost like a rock song. It's like, oh, now I'm getting excited. Mm-hmm. They're doing something that I would do as a fool. Yeah. I would take this globe and roll it down the hall. So yeah, he uh, puts a little adrenaline
0: the into yeah. the scenes. I, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. And that's and in the 70s. That was really weird to do. Like, it's it's yeah, an unusual yeah. tactic in a film. Uh, mm-hmm. Back then, things were kind of, you know, camera held still. You delivered your lines. Yeah, you yeah. just looked close, to the, zoomed up a close up on a guy, and you really didn't do much else when it came to common filmmaking. we are telling makeup. a story.
1: <laughs>
3: and I wanna, by the way, uh, if anybody's listening who wants to be a filmmaker, I want to give you a piece of advice because Spielberg figured something out that I just love. And that is if something is interesting in your movie and your movie is about people, people gather they come together mm-hmm. to around the interesting thing and we the viewers pick up on that so like in the in the air traffic control center as this weird thing starts happening all of these people are gathering around this one station mm-hmm. to figure it out once once there's a place on a highway where aliens have been flying by in the middle of the night joyriding people start to gather and spielberg shows us that and that gives you, the audience, this connection. Like, oh, wow, yeah, people are, people are all looking in the same direction. I will, too. That's a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, I mean, he didn't invent it, but he really does it over and over and over. And it, like, it keeps you in the film as a viewer. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah, I agree it's, with that. So many great things. Oh, by the way, did you, are you guys,
2: when I was young, Okay, so this movie came out in 77. I was born in 72. I did not see it until a little bit later. I think I saw it on VHS during the 80s, early 80s. Same. Uh, Same. And so I was still very young then, and I had trouble dissecting the idea that Bob Balaban wasn't the same person as Richard Dreyfuss because they both (laughs) had that kind of facial hair.
0: I did the same thing. You know what? I wasn't even sure this was Bob Balaban until... I'm watching yeah. it, and I said to Carter, "I go, oh my gosh, Carter, I think that's that dude from all those Christopher Guest movies." She goes, ooh, And I go, "It's the dude from Seinfeld." Yeah, who the runs guy NBC and yeah. talks him into doing a yeah, show about nothing. Falls in love with Elaine, <laughs> which is great because right. then Carter goes, "You know what?" She goes, "You know what that means, Dad?" I go, "What?" He goes, "This is Bob Balaban in a movie talking to Richard Dreyfuss." He would then go on to be in a movie where he falls in love with a character played by Julia Louise Dreyfus. Oh wow! <laughs> and then we laughed, and then we kept watching the movie. But yeah, hey, hey, the, sh- 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 yeah, he <laughs> doesn't. He's, up. he's 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 at a young age with all the beard. Him, um, he he looks like uh, Richard Dreyfus in a different movie. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like just like I don't know. You know what he looks it was like? It very
4: seventies. a very seventies look that. The bushy hair. I mean, if yeah. he would have been wearing uh, bell-bottoms with the cuffs rolled up a little bit, he wouldn't have uh, wouldn't yeah. have looked any more 70s than he already did. If you, if you take the more
0: bearded character of Richard Dreyfus from Jaws and then put him up next to this Balaban character, they're kind of the same. Yeah. So I totally work. get it. And I did the same Absolutely. thing. I'm like, wait, who am I looking at here? Is that supposed to be yeah. him? And that's a character, it's
4: Balaban's character that I wish they would have had more of in the film. We could have had maybe, you know, slightly less Dreyfus. Uh... Take out one of his freakouts, the looking at the pillow and deciding it looks like something, mm-hmm, and yeah. maybe put in a little bit more about Baladan's character and his background, and because he nice. was fascinating, just yeah. the fact that he he seemed to be out of everybody the person who knew the most about what was going on, even more right. than the French. Do you dude. think? Mm-hmm.
2: Do you think there might have been some confusion by the aliens, or like we're looking for this guy? He kind of no, looks no. like this, <laughs> and, and they accidentally
0: identified Richard Dreyfuss instead. <clears throat> well, that's Oops. kind of my whole point about this. At the end of it all. What was the point of them having this in their head and their obsession? Was it to drive them to the thing? Okay. But then what? Like, is it, did they really, they never answered why they needed him. Yeah. What's the trade? Why did they need him so bad? I
2: did not, I did not understand the trade other than maybe he was most, they had been experimenting for years to find someone they could communicate with that could clearly understand their communication. And maybe Richard Dreyfus was the most attuned. That's the reason why he got so upset.
4: They realized they, they were never going to get that out of the kid. It's like, oh, this right. kid. We're we're let's give him it's back. Why did we words. want this kid so much? Yeah. Get him out of here. If, yeah.
3: if you read the if you read the summaries of Spielberg talking about the film over the years and years, the right. aliens had mind control technology, mm-hmm. and they were actually like, like directly telling people in their brains to do things. Like that's like awful. In, in the end, when mm-hmm. when he goes when he joins them and goes onto the ship. Like you're you're supposed to understand that he's leaving his family, not because he's a horrible person, but because which the aliens loves. controlled his mind. Yeah. You know? I you call poopo. But why on oh that. why
0: the trade? Why the well, trade? There is no trade. Like at the end of the day, okay, you're right. All those people got off that had been abducted, and then they had a bunch of volunteers in red suits that got re abducted, I guess, but in a volunteer right, right, kind right. of way. I don't know. Right, which by the know. way, you
4: notice those guys in the red suits with all their matching sunglasses? Look just like the way the aliens looked in V. Yep, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they
0: also, a couple of them look like, um, uh, who? Uh, I can't think of his name now. Steven Seagal. There was a couple of guys that looked like Steven Seagal. <laughs> and I know, and this movie's got a bunch of that. Uh, like Lance Hendrickson's in this movie, but he doesn't say anything. Oh, really? Yeah, he doesn't say a damn word, but he's in like two oh, or three really? shots where he's looking up at the alien or he's in one of the offices running around or whatever. And I had to pause it and make sure, but sure enough, he's in the credits. But he never does anything. And there's a few people like that. Carl Weathers freaking showing up as the cop. Oh,
4: Carl Weathers, yeah.
2: If if I'm making a trade, it ain't going to be for Dreyfus. It's going to be for Carl Weathers. Yeah, what are you doing? Give me
0: Action Jackson. Also, at the very end, did all the red suit people get on or just... Just
1: no,
4: Dreyfus. they
0: didn't in this no,
4: version. Pick, you pick and choose, yeah. Okay, so they chose like, Dreyfus. Little, so maybe like the that... little kid aliens came over and said, "Ah, uh, this one," and then uh, none of the
3: ones. Know? The old. They only took the one who wasn't wearing sunglasses. Yeah. I love that.
0: <laughs> the one and they're just molesting him as they walked him away. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> little tentacle <laughs> fingers everywhere. Is this, is this polyester? That was really weird.
3: He's really you, weird. He's carrying some plums in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you another another thing Spielberg said for the 25th mm-hmm. anniversary. So now we're in the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh Spielberg said if he if he was starting from scratch, it would be a completely different film because he oh, made yeah. it before he had kids, before mm-hmm. he had a family. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, so he was like he didn't know how Uh, jarring it would be to see Richard Dreyfuss's character just completely abandon all of his responsibilities you know and that's
2: why I came back with the more kid friendly
0: E.T. right Mm -hmm. maybe that was a lot more
3: family friendly yeah sure right and he doesn't he doesn't like it, but he's kind of agreed that it's the same uh, race of aliens that yeah. that the ET is sort of a, a spiritual sequel to this.
0: Well, movie, me and Ibit sure. and I were talking on TMS the other day about this concept. We may have brought it up when we watched ET, and I don't remember. But the the Peter Coyote character with all the keys on his belt, there was when I was a kid anyway. The the urban legend was, and it appears to be only that it was never confirmed. But the urban legend was that the keys guy is the grown up kid and that he's now on the hunt for more proof of aliens because for whatever reason the third kind thing got you know shoveled under the whatever and the government hides it so now he's older and always on the hunt uh, for more extraterrestrial life and that that's the kid and i it kind of works like if you there's no actual hole in that theory in terms of like that it couldn't be him but and um, that's an testament well, to
2: uh, that's that's testament to Spielberg's ability to create such a unique flavor that we assume that all the worlds he has created are tied in together because he's such he's such a great singular vision kind of guy that just yeah. you, you can't you can't deny it. It's a Spielberg. Well, you know it's a Spielberg.
1: Yeah.
4: yeah, but I mean, what do we think happens at, after the end of this film? Do we think that? all right, well, the government pretty much had this whole thing on lockup. Yeah, there are a couple civilians. We can kind of keep, keep them under control. One of them's on the spaceship, so we don't have to worry about him. But, mm-hmm. you know, the mom and the kid, we're going to have to kind of uh, witness protection program, lock them away for a while, and we're going to kind of keep this thing covered up. Or is no. it like this movie is the beginning of a... The basis of a bunch of communication between us and those aliens, and we kind of continue forward. In which case, yes, the the Peter Coyote character wouldn't have to go looking for ET because oh but no, aliens went... are all over the place. And yes, but but that's why wrong.
3: ET is not a. Full sequel. It's only a spiritual sequel because it it takes place in a, a part of the planet where there has been no contact with aliens ever before. This movie ends with the message, humans have finally grown to the point where contact with the aliens is known right. it is something well, that is
1: pretty, going on now
4: yeah as as sparse and desolate as wyoming is i've been to devil's tower plenty of towns around it that would have no problem seeing that ginormous spaceship with a city stacked <laughs> on top of it you all, i'll tell you what's uh, funny
0: i got this i'm sitting there watching this with my now 21 year old daughter smart kid but she looks at the screen and she goes that's fake and i go what yeah. i go what's fake <laughs> i go what do you mean that's fake she goes there's no that does isn't doesn't exist that thing i said what do you mean she goes that it's like cgi or some crappy model or something right. and i said no Scott, that's not that's an actual no, damn place
3: god did did you not drive your kids all around the no, western not United wyoming States, no some long family <laughs> really? vacation not wyoming <laughs> and i'll tell you this I'll, t- I'll tell
0: you this now i think this is probably fair but i don't know if anyone else is going to agree with me here but it feels right to me it i saw this movie when i was a kid it's the first time i ever saw this edifice yeah, I learned yeah. in later years that it was a real place, I, but it's oh. never come up in any other conversation except when really? I see this movie. Yeah. So for me... Yeah it's it's almost like this genius move on their part to pick something that nobody's that, that's a little obscure because it's <laughs> yeah. kind of obscure like it
4: yeah i wonder what this did to the tourism uh for wyoming and and uh, devil's tower national monument because it had to have
0: brought so many people they're like
4: what that thing with all the streaks on the side is a real place and yeah. the like, top cut off she was sure Ew. it was
0: fake she's like that doesn't exist i'm like Sweetie, I'd, totally. i never
4: being uh, as close as i am to wyoming Um, had never been there until about five or six years ago, we went to a family reunion up in, um, Northern Wyoming and decided to make a trip and and do devil's tower and, uh, Mount Rushmore, which I'd never seen before crazy horse and do all that stuff. Deadwood still didn't make it to, um, uh, still didn't make it to Montana. Unfortunately, we were so close. Mm -hmm. And,
0: uh, so when you go up through uh, the Dakotas, I'm trying to figure out what this route is because you have to wait where's um where's the where's the uh oh geez it's
3: the pizza oh, chair hello. <coughs> oh
2: crap the aliens are here to take scott right, exactly
3: no the government the government is here to shut us down
0: yeah, no no kidding but no the big president's face thing where's where that mount rushmore, mount rushmore. That's in,
1: that's in, president uh, face thing
0: south, thing. south that's dakota, my, south dakota. That's so new, yeah so tourism. you went so you went up
4: around yeah. and over okay yeah i can see right it. i never made it to, never made it to uh north dakota either like we did south dakota did like the black hills did mount rushmore did you didn't Crazy make Horse. it
3: to north dakota you missed I nothing i know i didn't
4: but hey, i still hey. have to i still have to have to visit <laughs> those two states over there that's it yeah right. brian Montana wants to get all north 50 dakota and that's it he
0: wants all 50 and he's done gotta catch them all yeah gotta get them all it's like pokemon I mean, think about it. Why would anyone, why would a grown man still be playing Pokemon? Because he's into catching them right. all. I get it. Exactly. I
4: have to collect all 50 states. It's not like I've even bought like a, a spoon or a commemorative plate or mm-hmm. a little magnet showing that state from each one of these places. I just have to have been in each one. <laughs> and now, you know, here, here's the, the thing.
0: Here's the thing. I don't know if I believe it. There's actually two of these, the, two of these trivia bits. I'm not sure I believe, but let's just, just throw them out there and see what we think. Yeah. Says yeah. the film is shown, this film is shown every night at the Devil's Tower KOA campground up there at the <laughs> national park there, thereby making it the most screened film of all time. Because mm-hmm. every night it's shown, including tonight. I, every night.
2: I don't see how I don't see how that could have been true. I see how it could be true now. I don't see how it could have been true in prior years because film would not accept that kind of abuse.
4: Oh no, no. Well, yeah, no you, you'd have to do Uh, No, here it is. I'm on the official KOA.com slash campground slash Devil's Tower. And it says, enjoy the nightly hayride through this historic Campstool Ranch, one of the oldest ranches in Wyoming. The movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind was filmed on site in 1976 and is shown nightly at the campground. Oh, wow. So it is still being shown. And this KOA offers a full-service restaurant, an extensive gift shop, and a sweet shop that features legendary fudge. And hand dipped ice cream. Yeah. Made touched by, by, Richard, touched by Dreyfuss. Richard Dreyfuss, that's right. Eric, <laughs> touched, S- hand Richard. sculpted. He, li- he licks every, he li- licks each piece himself. Yeah. He, man, shaped, way, I will, he shapes man. each piece into a <laughs> Devil's Tower monument paper or something.
3: I will guarantee that over at Disneyland, there's a film that predates this one that's shown every day. Hey, it could have been I, Captain EO, they stopped
4: showing that. Yeah, Captain EO yeah. got, got put to sleep. It's the, you know what it is? It's the movie you watch before the Hall of Presidents.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. They still show. Oh, man, uh, I need to get to yeah. the yeah, Hall last of last I went. Yeah. yeah, I need to see it now that it's got the big animatronic right. modern presence. By the way,
3: I was uh, uh, I was at Disneyland uh, a week ago. Yeah, and it was and and love 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 the enchanted tiki room. But it's time to update the soundtrack. Just saying.
1: Yeah, oh sure,
0: I kind of agree. The last time I was there for full Disneyland treatment, which is like September a year ago, I they were working on the Hall of Presidents. Something was being done, and we couldn't go in and i was pissed because i was i was super into we're that. putting
4: in trump and that's Everybody probably out. What, it was. Well, that's what
0: they did they put in right. a, a little animatronic prump, tru- uh, trump. trump 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 but the idea that they they had to shut the whole damn thing down to put a new president in i guess makes sense but it annoyed me and i was like all right see, F- my you.
4: wires are very huge i have lots of wires <laughs> yeah. the best wires the best
0: wires mm-hmm. and also they had uh there was something else oh space mount was shut down which was a huge bummer. no that's crap yeah that's crap like that. you know it's because they do it right around this time every year because they take out the
4: they put in ghosts for halloween and right. then they have to de-theme it and
0: uh and then
4: get it ready right so well, it we would have been there. end of september
0: we so that makes sense yep. yeah
4: And we were there a couple days before um, Randy went and uh, I looked ahead on the thing because it said, you know, if you look at the app and you pick the day you're going, it's going to say, we know these, these rides are going to be unavailable. And one of them was the Matterhorn and another one was Space Mountain. I was so bummed. Well, as we were, as we were walking by Space Mountain, we were on our way over to the, um, uh, what used to be the little circular wheel of progress or whatever it was called. And with Stark Technologies for a while, now it's Launch Bay and it's all Star Wars stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, as we were walking over there, we saw Space Mountain Open line, 30 minutes. And we're like, oh, we're doing this. Let's go. And so we got in line... We found out that it was only open for an hour that day oh, because cool. they wanted to test things after the de theming. Oh and no, that's, that's you know, always no. super. Right yeah.
0: time. No, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to be a test subject on your ride.
4: <laughs> you don't want to be no. Space Mountain beta. No, Come on, it's not like those things ever no. leave the tracks.
0: I don't know, dude. No, I don't. Think that's what I'd I, I thought
2: to... before I rode the uh, Peter Pan ride, Disney oh, World. Oh
4: my lord! All they're doing is just taking off the little ghosty things that float around on the ceiling. If, and the yeah, but and well, freaking Jasper if, if, from
0: Team Two sat down to smoke a hot. Uh, smoke a fat one and he leaned in and bent something he didn't know about i don't know dude
1: if they, need to
2: te- if they need to test it there's a possibility of bad so no i'd
4: uh, i'd uh be much more worried about uh you know all the ash human ash remains yeah, that you get true, when you true. splash down in
0: uh, pirates of the caribbean know, because yeah, that's everybody dumping their loved ones <laughs> Yeah, that's a it's thing. Okay, here's another one where I think is a lie, but only Brian ibbett can confirm it. Okay,
4: <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Stanley
0: Kubrick says he was so impressed with Carrie Guffey's performance—that's the little kid played the four-year-old yeah. kid—that he <laughs> wanted him for the role of Danny Torrance in The Shining. Confirm yeah. or deny? Because well, you, because you that tried he wanted out, him. You tried out for that role,
4: right? I tried out for that role, and I was one of the last. I was in the in the running, the last few. My mom says I was in the running like the last three kids. but um i i always thought it was like the last you know eight or ten um danny uh goffy or cam got what's his name what's the kid carrie carrie guffy yeah Yeah. Yeah. carrie guffy he would have been way too young for that role because he was five when he
1: four or five
4: he was born in in 72 same year as me so right so he was actually four this was filmed in 76 came out in 77 so he was four when they filmed it when the, did, Shining the Shining would have been. It was later. He would have it? only been like eight, seven, or eight when they were filming that. Danny Torrance needed to be what came. ten? 11? He could have pulled it 11. off. He could have. Yeah. played older toys.
0: Yeah, he might have been able to play older. I mean, Dreyfus even played older than me. Dreyfus played older. <laughs> <laughs> He's born in forty-seven, but in this movie, they asked when he was born. He said forty-four. They always do that. I don't even know why. Why is that a thing? Why don't you just say when you were can, born? Who cares?
3: Can can we can we also talk about casting Dreyfus because. Uh, uh, you know we talk about this a lot on film sack. it's a thing we return to you know like who who did they almost have in this role and what a different movie it would have been uh spoilers uh for this one everybody yeah, uh, right. freaking everybody right. yeah but uh steve mcqueen was apparently the person that spielberg wrote it for and yeah. mcqueen uh liked it but he didn't feel like he was the right person for it he didn't, he didn't feel like he had the emotional range said something for about the film. How he couldn't he couldn't make himself cry on camera and things like that yeah. Hmm. So then, so then we just get into Dustin Hoffman, Al Pacino, Gene Hackman, Jack Nicholson, and it's like, okay, let's just list all the famous people.
0: <laughs> no, Gene Hackman would awesome. I would have I mean, liked Jack Nicholson. Mean... I would have loved Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Hackman uh, the the story with Hackman is that he was gonna. It was all a go, and then he was having a major like break with his wife and ugly divorce and that would have been
2: perfect if he used that for the role
0: i mean yeah right exactly (laughs) i mean i'm experiencing this now i love him so Um, i would have by the way if
4: if you go and look online at pictures of uh Kerry guffey and what he looks like now he's kind of he kind of disappeared he retired at, at in 1985 from acting and and went on to do other things but he looks like just a like a receding hairline
0: version of of that kid, of himself as yeah. a little kid. And he yeah. also looks. Carter pointed out he looks a little like Frank Burns, just a little bit. Larry Little. Oh, builder. a little bit. Oh, yeah. oh, so you guys
4: looked at all the pictures. I think the kid. It's funny because if you shave the kid's head. He would look like one of those gray aliens. He's got the big eyes, the little slit for a mouth. I mean, he looked like he would have fit in perfectly with those. Gray I assume aliens. those
0: kids, the aliens are all kids too, right? They had to be. There's yeah, yeah they're, they were actually kids. Not, yeah. we didn't, not little yeah, purple suits. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as I could tell, he's just the girls like
2: that. He said Spielberg said that he preferred girls because they were more, uh, graceful, graceful. There you go. Well, they okay. are
0: little boys at that age are, yeah. are kind of dicks to be honest. I mean, boys are boys. I would have loved to see them yeah, come
2: running yeah. down the thing. Ah, yeah. Farting. Make it, yeah, farting. Dude, I just farted in my suit. Being stupid.
0: Yes, exactly. You are exactly right. And it's not yeah, to say yeah. that girls don't want to have fun, in the famous words of. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> not, they, not yet. So it's not yet. the 80s. Yet. I mean, there's they're, 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 they're something about, I can just tell you just from experience, there's just a difference. And I can't really tell you yeah, why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, when I was a kid and I was that age, I was a total doofus. And every girl I knew my age was like way more mature than me. Like yeah. they were. They had it going on. They got grades going I, on. They had worried about I, school. I, still I say, Scott, they still, I wanna still say, are. I want to say. I want to
2: say this is a gross, uh, gross uh, characterization because I've met plenty of young boys and plenty of young girls who have different <laughs> grace levels. I don't think it's only you're, attuned. You're to are right. One
0: you're right. But I think that if you're if you're casting for fifty alien right. kids. And the you ratio have the may choice, be more in your favor. Yeah, if you have the choice, you're gonna go with with a bunch of. I would go with a bunch of girls because I would trust right. them to not to misbehave less. Mm-hmm. And, and they would call that what? I don't know what that is. Is that sexist? Is that reverse sexism? I don't know what that is, but it's uh, true. No,
2: I think mostly for just a
3: pretty you know girls. I agree. I I, I I agree, agree with, with you, and obviously Spielberg did, but it's it's telling that they cast a three year old boy for this primary role. And it's amazing the performance that they managed to capture. You really believe this kid is experiencing what you're seeing.
0: They also call him one-take carry because apparently yeah. he was really good yeah. at just nailing it the first time. And they would wow. rarely take second, third takes. Or if they did, they felt like they kind of wasted it because he would get right. it, whatever they yeah, needed it basically- out of him.
4: Yeah, how hard is it? All right, look over here and go, toys. Okay, I could do that. Yeah, yeah, it seems simple <laughs> enough.
0: I guess it's harder yeah. than...
4: They could have called me one take Ibbitt if I would have been on The Shining uh, yeah. for that same reason. It's like, all right, we need you to drive your big wheel through the hallways. But, okay. but
0: Ibbitt's not bitter. He's no, not he's bitter. not bitter, he's bitter not about that. Bitter all all. Seconds, no, no. Yeah, your, brush, your brush with fame <laughs> was so close. It was that... to come many years later in the form of uh, yeah. Coverville and TMS right. and film FilmSack. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um i don't know what that other kid's doing but i'm thinking you're right <laughs> i don't know what's he doing now what's
4: the kid he's been- doing nothing the
0: kid from the shining is doing
4: hey, nothing he was you, he was
2: don't, in the don't great don't Gats- say that B- don't well let's not let's not,
4: tear right, let not
0: do anything he's
2: not that. sitting on his couch he's living life
0: <laughs> he's not acting anymore i'll <laughs> say there you that goes. Goes. Okay, there we go all right there it's we go. Fine. that's fine he's not I a famous actor yeah. he didn't go full uh who's a kid actor that went on to be a giant adult actor Um Gordon, Jason Gordon-Levitt. Jason Gordon-Levitt. Oh, asshole? no, he's not a, he's not a jerk.
2: He's... <laughs> no, he's not. Oh, i sorry, did you
4: say? Oh, no, no, were you specifically asking for ones that became jerks? No, 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 I'm saying oh, I'm just sorry, one Mr. that... One, um...
0: <laughs> done away
4: jumping right to the, right to the throat like, on that one. Which one's a
0: one. jerk? Well, okay. Misunderstood,
2: misunderstood. I thought you said something about being an asshole.
0: No, I was laughing because his name isn't Jason Gordon-Levitt. His name is... Uh... Gordon, Joseph, Levitt. Joseph gordon, gordon Leavitt. Leavitt. But you were asking about gordon went on Leavitt. to fame, right? Like, yeah. like ah. Drew Barrymore. Yeah, there you go, Drew Barrymore, another Spielberg uh, 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 graduating class, uh, and
2: handled it so well. Really? Yeah. I mean, she had yeah. a bump.
0: She had a bump. She had a huge bump. She was
2: snorting <laughs> right, cocaine
0: at twelve. Like, yes, she had a giant bump. She had a. But rough, look how she recovered. No, she did fine. Look, I'm. I think she's uh, What she has accomplished since is very impressive. But if you right. look at that dip that that <laughs> took, oh that god. takes yeah. out people and she made it through and it's yeah. impressive she made it through cuz she had a yeah. she had a so, piece so maybe of Maybe Elijah
3: Wood is your is oh,
0: your Yeah, there's your guy. He did he kind of had his own thing going on, sure. We're going to watch um on Thanksgiving we're watching all our Thanksgiving movies and everyone says, "Well, wait, isn't Planes, Trains and Automobiles the only Thanksgiving movie?" And I would Whoa. say, "No." Oh god, no. There's uh, a ton. There's a whole bunch and one of them Home for, for me the
4: holidays is a good
0: one. Yeah, uh, The Family Stones pretty good. If you're into that, uh, what else? That's my wife's pick, but uh, I is like
4: that the one with the the their the, is, in the uh, family stone. Or is
0: that a different one? No, I don't remember, but it's got Dermot Dermot McRolney in it from our movie. No, we love week.
4: that guy; he's great.
2: But
0: uh, from
4: from,
2: from chaw,
0: moment. so he yeah. need some chaw right yeah, now. Needs chaw, needs branch of chaw. Needs all the chaw. But 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 like uh the movie Avalon with uh is this old movie and it's there's a huge Thanksgiving part in it, so I think of it as a Thanksgiving movie but that's that's got a very young elijah wood in it he's like five yeah
2: during during thanksgiving i always uh find every bob's burgers thanksgiving special because that's always (laughs) yeah they're so good (laughs) Good for me
0: they're so good good. that show figured out a way to make thanksgiving episodes as cool as christmas or halloween or any of the others Mm -hmm. usually that these shows do somehow thanksgiving is great yeah
3: eh, because eh, because eh, bob cares like that's the Like, it, it's so wonderful. You know, next week, we're going to get to see a new episode of Bob's Burg. Wait, tomorrow. We're going to get to see a new yeah. episode of Bob's Burgers with, with like, Bob really trying hard to make Thanksgiving great again. Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> it's that's uh, yeah. slavishly,
0: yeah. lovingly trying to make. Th- I mean, it feels genuine. I totally agree. That, that one where the turkeys kept showing up in the toilets. I was so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I was so frustrated for him. I felt so bad for him. Anyway, Bob's Burgers, catch it, Fox. All right. Yes. I'm going to take a quick second here and thank our friends at Bombfell. Bombfell is an online personal sy- styling service for men. I'm one of those. Hey, I'm a man. And they help you find the right clothes for you. They're personalized just for you, in fact. You sign up online. You complete a very simple questionnaire. You're then matched up one-on-one with a dedicated personal stylist. This part was much easier than I would have expected. And then they handpick every piece and they help you do that. Your stylist will email you a preview of your selections uh, and you have time. You got 48 hours to make any changes or cancel it all together. You're in total control the entire time. Afterwards, Bombfell will ship you the selected clothes and you'll have seven days decide to decide and only pay for what you want to keep. So if you got like me, ordered a whole set of new stuff and you're like, mm, I like everything but the socks, you can send that back with free shipping both ways. Uh, so it's very flexible that way and it doesn't matter what you're, you're doing there. But anyway, very, very flexible. You can receive clothes every one, two or three months and you can pa- pause the, uh, the service or cancel at any time. They leave that all up to you. Clothing is shipped straight to your door. No need to spend hours shopping at the store. And now with every shipment, the more you keep, the more you save. Keep two items, you get 10% off. Keep three items, you get 15% off. Keep four plus items, 20% off. That's crazy. That's like a sale every time you do it. Sign up process was super easy. The quiz was easy. All that stuff was just a piece of cake, not hard at all. And uh, the items that I picked, I liked a lot. I got this awesome blue button down and uh, some khakis. Oh, I look I look good in these. I clean up nice when I need to. But opening that box was great. Trying everything on, it was like Christmas every morning. <laughs> I mean, honestly, when you when you're a guy like me, now you appreciate clothes for Christmas, and uh, so getting a box in the mail and opening it like it's Christmas day is is nice. Um, really nice quality pieces. Uh the I got a belt that I think is fantastic. Anyway, we have a special offer for our listeners and just for the show. For uh, excuse me, for $25 off your first purchase, go to bombfell.com slash filmsack. That's here's how it's spelled B-O-M-B F-E-L-L dot com slash filmsack. Once again, bombfell.com slash filmsack for $25 off your first purchase. And we thank them again for supporting the show. It's awesome stuff. Go check it out. Uh, here's the most insane trivia that I found. You ready for this one? There's a good one. One early concept for interpreting the aliens included an orangutan on roller skates. (laughs) The idea did not work because the orangutan became, uh, became too frightened and the second that its roller skates touch the ground, those arms
4: arms flailing about. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Like, like it's gonna look like an alien. <laughs> like it's gonna look like that new mascot for
0: uh, whatever team right. was. Creating. I am not.
2: I am not getting on that ship. It's look that at those guys. Terrible no idea.
0: What an awful, awful idea. But yeah, love it though. It's this says they did it. I I can't confirm it, but that's what it says. All right. Uh, what else? Did you guys find anything that you thought I you would have thought I thought was gross? Oh, uh, uh parts. Uh, that's a good
1: question. There aren't a
0: lot, actually. I'll, I'll tell you that yeah. right now. And in fact, the thing I picked is probably not going to get picked by any of you guys. But
4: uh, bringing trash, stinky garbage, back into your house
0: to like the—that's nah. uh, pretty, that's pretty <laughs> bad. I should have probably put that on my list.
3: I have two. That, I, that, I, that trope of jerking the
2: trash from the, the, the street—that's always fun.
1: Yeah. There yeah. were
3: two moments I was like, "Wow, Scott would not like to be in this." Uh, like, and so like the first is when. The little kid wakes up and comes out and the refrigerator has just been emptied onto the floor. It's like, oh, come on. Seriously? He's totally totally
4: getting blamed for that, too. I
2: I think it's going to be I think it's going to just be uh, I, I don't think Scott could handle Dreyfus kissing terry gar i think that's the
1: first
2: <laughs>
4: gross out. no that was okay he's kind that's of a, you're saying it's gross for terry gar he he's exactly a, i he's think a semi handsome, himself as terry no,
0: he's and, a he's a semi-handsome dude at this age he's fine he's fine uh, that didn't bother me yeah. but it is richard Dreyfus related okay so there were two of them and the one that doesn't really that gross it just annoyed me and i was like please freaking rinse your hands off he spent like 20 minutes walking around with freaking uh yeah. shaving, shaving cream. cream on his hands dude oh, right, go sure. wash your hands there's all this exposition, and you could have had your hands washed 50 times by now. Go wash them off. And he's laying on the bed, holding his hands up, still got goop all over him. Half his face is covered. He never washes those damn hands. <laughs> okay, so that was one. But the worst for me was the very end-ish before he gets on the ship and the door opens. And the light's really bright, but he's staring right into it. You can see all the way up Richard Dreyfus's nose, just nah. right up in there. <laughs> Just a big yes. hairy pit of despair. So
3: the other thing I made note of is the scene, which, and admittedly, all of these scenes are too long. I Spielberg was really loving scenes where the aliens are somehow shaking things mm-hmm. and causing like physical objects to move. I, I they they never really explained. like I wish he had stuck with a scientific explanation, like they can make metal objects move because they're like magneto or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, right. uh, the scene where he's First, encountering them, and he's in his truck, and they put the they put the truck on a big tilta whirl and and kept the camera stationary. So they turn the truck over, and all the stuff in the truck flies around and hits him in the face and stuff. Mm-hmm. There was that. so much stuff in that truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who who has a library of papers in their truck? No, we, it was ridiculous. No, no, I
2: don't. I don't think it was that ridiculous. I grew up during uh, these times, and I people used to use. Uh, their dashboards to store all this paperwork because we, were we weren't using, we weren't in digital age. So there was so much paper, and if you didn't throw it away, I've seen so many trucks oh, like yeah. this. This is my so dad. So many work
0: trucks. 100% my dad. 100%. Yeah. Everything and if it's in a work there. truck, for sure. Yeah. 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 But and my dad's, so I, my dad's I thought, truck I was always mobile, teeming like, with disturbing. that stuff. Dusty, disgusting. Right. There's mm-hmm. like a half-eaten freaking burger be, there's somewhere. There's going
4: to be a plastic uh, coffee out of those trucks. from a convenience store that's got a handle on the side and one of those red right. flip-top lids. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's going to be somewhere in your work truck, and that's going to dump out all over the place, too. Like yeah. coffee where the cream is like settled and congealed onto one how, side. How, how much truck. did you guys want a,
2: a city map? To pull down from your visor, I was just like, "Oh, that was so cool. oh
0: my god!" Yeah, you gosh. what? I want,
4: I want a little Frankenstein model for my uh, bedroom. <laughs> whose pants fall down and his face turns red. I that
2: want that is it cool. I there's a lot of cool toys in this.
0: I, Spielberg I I also
2: mind. good
4: at
0: bringing those out in movies. He's great at like right. digging. Yes, out cool yes. circle
2: back around for just a second. What Randy said about sure. uh, didn't understand. Uh, the purpose of the movement and no explanation of the movement of objects when the spaceships were around, like the, the railroad, the lack of gravity uh, and stuff, right. And the railroad oh, oh, sign oh,
4: things sure,
2: flying around. Um, yeah, I, I, I was glad they didn't explain it because I'm assuming as technology, I wouldn't understand. And it also played to drivers moment of doubt later on when the helicopter shows up and the stop sign is flipping around. You're like, okay, so we have you know, we have devices that we understand and we understand why they're moving. Uh, maybe there'd be something that the aliens would not have. And yeah. it might also give you a, a moment of pause and doubt that, that maybe you're just crazy. Yeah. Just,
0: no, I, I, that stuff didn't bother me. In fact, I, again, things that were like magnetic fields or something in the air from, yeah. from the spaceship, And it was almost always metal stuff. Like,
1: mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you know
0: and, and now her house was a little different. Like, did a thing come in from the ship and dig through the fridge and dump it all E.T. style and then leave? Mm-hmm. Did, I don't know. Maybe. Right. Did it just open and explode because of some metal thing? Was the vent uh, or sorry, the oh, chimney? The unscrew, the, the yeah, the unscrewed. unscrews. Like, was that something unscrewing them or was it magnetic? Right. Again, like they don't. None of that felt. It's mm-hmm. the refrigerator always takes a beating
2: in supernatural and sci fi film. Ghostbusters when Zool shows up uh, and, uh, you know, tries to eat Dana. No fridges and are so,
0: mistreated in Hollywood, dude. They right? Just get eggs,
2: eggs usually are a, are a thing that blow up and explode. Yeah. Soda pops.
0: Yeah. Soda thing, pop yeah. cans. Um. What else? Uh, uh. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So like, so like Randy said, tropes. Yeah. Tropes. And, and, no, and, right. and y-
3: yes, yes. And like the there's a there's a side trope here. Uh, uh control your kids, which <laughs> bug, bugs the hell out of me because I have I've had a kid. I know what you do, and that is and that is. When they're able to run around and let themselves out of the house, you board the place up like it's a prison, <laughs> and and this like this is such an incompetent mom, and it bugged me that <laughs> she was being in you know portrayed this way because it's like at some point you realize oh my kid's a runner you you tie yourself <laughs> yeah you tie yourself to them <laughs> and that's that and she didn't do that and then like the fourth time he runs away he manages to you know get uh, abducted and I'm just like. why why are you doing this as character? Like, this movie is being mean to this mom.
2: Was this this more a reality of the 70s? Because I I was often able to escape my parents.
0: uh, Oh, yeah, no. It was a different time for that. that They just let you go. You didn't have a phone. You didn't have any of that. You just went. You were out.
3: Yeah,
2: did we watch, I, did we I'm watching little kids a little more, maybe. Maybe back then they just kinda like, eh, I'll have another one.
3: Yeah. Too much I effort. can't I can't imagine <laughs> there was ever a time when I was ambulatory but too young to like uh be reasoned with. And my parents were just like, he sleeps in his own room over there while I'm completely passed out drunk with the TV on. And <laughs> like, he could just, he could just come and go. I mean, we live out in the country. What could happen? Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, that yeah. would yeah. never have happened. Yeah. This is a little extreme. I think <laughs> different this time. kid.
4: different time in the seventies. Sure. Yeah. But this, I remember this walking was, to elementary school and I was like yeah, yeah, totally. second or third grade and oh, I, yeah, crossing two major streets.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. My mom was always taking a nap. Look. I was always I don't know if it was the alcohol or what, but she was always taking a nap. There's uh, there's a
0: theory going around. My sister talked about this with me off air the other day. There's this theory going around that the reason uh, people are more uh, interested in making sure their kids are constantly okay in our modern age is because of technologies that make it impossible for you to have plausible deniability of something bad happens. hmm, So if your kid runs out into the woods back in the day be like "Well, what else am I supposed to do these days they got right. a tracker on them they got a phone in their pocket yeah. that tells you where they're at all the time like you got all these reasons why in court it wouldn't hold up you know you put them on a leash when you take them to the mall right <laughs> right story. hey
2: if you if you lost a kid there in the 70s everybody just went shrug
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh well we'll make more it happens. I really,
3: um... <laughs> i really I really find that the the theory that uh availability of birth control is what has changed parenting attitudes makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. the The right. fact is uh you are not likely to get married at eighteen and then have twelve kids and it's it like it's like totally acceptable culturally for you to lose three or four of them along mm-hmm. the way' It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not wrong it's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I
1: I, just,
4: so
0: that you can lose a couple right
2: mm-hmm. i yeah we're we're in a uh, we're in a spot in now that, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was a lot more frequent to lose siblings.
0: Oh, it was. People yeah. would have 12 kids yeah. because someone had to yeah. carry the farm on, and four yeah. of them were going to die of diphtheria. The other one was going to fall off a cliff. The other one was going to saddle by a cow.
2: exactly, you know, we weren't exactly working the farms in the 70s, but, yeah, I mean, but, maybe but, that. But I mean,
0: before that, like, that maybe, yeah. yeah, And then, you know, they had people, like, my my wife comes from a huge family. Her, her parents, they all grew up in Mississippi, but she has, not that that matters, I guess, but she has, <laughs> um... <laughs> What are you saying, Scott? I want to say there were 10 total of them of the kids right. and two right. were adopted. There're no three. So there's that, but that's still a ton of kids and yeah. Uh that to them seemed like what you should do because your your goal is to you know, you leave no stone unturned kind of or whatever and you want to have as much backup as you can and and these days right. like her mother was almost offended. Not I shouldn't say almost. She was offended when we stopped at 3. She thinks that's not enough. And I remember saying to her, you know, what's right for you isn't the right for us, blah, blah, blah. But she didn't seem to care. There was this time where I had a niece (laughs) sat on my my knee. We got this niece who's adopted. My uh, wife's sister, Sarah, adopted a a daughter. Um, And she sat on my knee one day when she was very little, looked at me. And because I'm not her dad, she starts to cry. That's what little kids do. Babies do that at that age. And she turns to me. My mother-in-law turns to me and goes, you know what that is, don't you? And I go, what is it? She goes, that's because she was just in the before life. And she knows that you should be having more kids. And she's upset at you because you're stopping. Oh, my
2: gosh. Dads. That is hilarious. She, she told me that. And I looked I mean, at her and
0: went, oh, my gosh. Are you freaking kidding me? And now I, this kind of stuff, it's not that it's ended. She hasn't stopped doing this sort of thing. But now I have mm-hmm. to treat it as a joke or else I'll just right. lose my mind. So crazy, now. Right? Yeah. yeah. So now when she'll hug me and then say something on my ear, something judgmental, because she'll do that. I'll go. Right. I'm being hugged judged. I'm being hugged judged. And I'll say it out loud, and ever, and she'll get mad and hit me on the arm. But it's a much better relationship now because I just don't take it. But, but yeah, like it. I, even in the '70s, I think there was just a different approach to when right. you started having kids, how many you would have, when you'd quit. Mm-hmm. if you got to
2: remember also it's it's the it was uh it was a new age for the independent woman not that it wasn't not that no one ever was an independent woman without a husband before then it was just becoming much more common trying to work those jobs because terry gar's character was like i'm not getting a job so they were very old school uh even for that time Mm -hmm. of, uh, of of ideas and so this new girl She's a working mom. She's we assume that she's working a lot and she's, you know, she's gotta get up early and, and trying to raise a kid. And it's hard when all that stuff is coming at you.
0: Yep. And she was really uh good in this. I thought that actress was great. I thought she did a great
2: job. Yeah. I thought she, and, and she it, had of very course, little to from, say, but just from a movie standpoint, Spielberg is trying to create tension. Uh, and this kid creates a lot of tension because <laughs> uh,
0: you're like, "Oh my God, just get the kid!" She's really yeah. into that. Kid's really into Boston University, though. Do you notice that? He, he really is. He's an uh, alumni. Yeah, yeah, really into it. Wearing that shirt and whatnot. Yeah.
4: And I think it tells you something that uh, he cries when the aliens leave, but he seems more than happy when he's leaving his mom. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bye, mom. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Runs through the
3: woods. Exactly. Suck. Which sleep fall asleep in your Daisy Dukes. (laughs) (laughs) That actually really rang true to me. Uh, A a little kid, especially an only child, is trying to kill himself at all times. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, Mm kind of. And they don't have backup.
0: They don't have. You know, a sibling on their shoulder going now, 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 like it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ibbitt, you're an only kid. Did you yeah. ever feel like you were just, just loose out in the, out in the everything? And you're just I totally <laughs> did, but yeah. I
4: never, I didn't feel like I was out there trying to kill myself, but I did feel like, like I was on, uh, uh, untouch, not untouchable, indestructible. Mm, like right. I would, you know, go and do jumps with my, uh, dirt bike off of things that probably were way too big for me to do jumps off of. And, <laughs> and, uh, climbing on things i shouldn't have and spending way too much time up on rocks or in trees or or things like that no those all
0: all sound really good to me right now your poor mom uh well speaking of poor moms be poor no more because we're gonna do clips now and there there aren't a ton it's uh kind of a movie without a lot of dumb dialogue it's kind of just matter of fact stuff and none of it's too over the top so it's not a ton this week but it's enough to share for example this is what um Richard Dreyfuss sounds like when he's scared by a sudden flashlight turning on. Okay? So this is the sound he makes when you turn a flashlight on. <laughs> there you go. There's that.
4: <laughs> there were a lot of people scared by lights in this film. Like when all the lights are going off in the gas stations and the McDonald's, you hear like four or five people going, hey, lights.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah,
4: you know that, but that's, that's real. Is it? Have you ever been in
2: a public place yes. and the lights go out? Yes. There's, always,
0: it, there's always like this. <gasps> oh. I, yeah, ha- but I have a, I don't yell hey lights yeah hey
4: lights hey hey lights
0: yeah no one says hey lights nobody says hey that. lights yeah here's uh here's what going oh Spielberg claims that he based the whole scene of uh, Dreyfus putting everybody in the car at four in the morning and rushing out to see a thing he says that was based on a childhood experience. There was a meteor mm-hmm. shower or something, and his parents threw him yes, and his siblings I, in a car. I
3: personally had that experience multiple times. We've done it to <laughs> my kids.
0: never happened to me, but we did it a couple of times with the kids <laughs> where I can't even remember what they were, but we shoved them in the car mm-hmm. and took them to a thing. And
3: I remember them liking it, I, I was think? I, I was awakened multiple times to look at the moon. Uh, that was a thing and as a kid. You're I, not going to believe I, I, it. <laughs> yeah like there was like you know like a a lunar eclipse or whatever and mm-hmm. my bedtime right. was real early yeah and i would get awakened an hour later and
1: i yeah I, st-
2: mm-hmm. I still do this every time i see a funny cat
0: video kids get up yeah it's only
2: cat videos. <laughs>
1: though.
0: yeah you must be the most you get annoying to the car. We're gonna
4: drive around the block then i'm gonna come back and we're gonna go look at
0: this video yeah <laughs> most annoying dad award goes to you all right here's uh okay so dreyfus says that this is better than a thing
4: come on get up, up bull, come on it's better than Goofy Golf.
0: It's better than Goofy Golf. It's better than Goofy Golf. Also, the audio in this movie is not great, by the way. Yeah, it's
2: uh, it, it's it's blaring. There's it's also a lot very of, tinny uh, it's and very harsh. Yeah,
0: I, I'm not impressed with that. But again, it's like his second big feature, and I mean, right. who knows? Uh, here's
4: that did, song. Did, oh, did, go ahead.
3: Did any of us have a Goofy golf course? And uh, nearby we no well
4: we had putt-putt i mean the same kind of thing right i had i had golf. we had mini
0: golf and stuff but i never heard of a branding one called goofy
4: never yeah we didn't have goofy golf but it was i did, imagine
0: just all different names for the same thing did you guys have goofy golf randy
3: <laughs> no absolutely oh. maybe it didn't exist I grew up in south texas man we i remember when we got mcdonald's like seriously that yeah. the idea of <laughs> something like a a, a properly branded Goofy Golf being within 500 miles. Yeah. It's
0: crazy. we just play with sticks and knock the ball inside a deer carcass. That's how we did it. <laughs> uh, here's that song that we all know and love. <laughs> they never explain how the Hindu people knew... The, to- the Yeah,
2: tomb. yeah. They said that it 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 uh, came it came down and it and it spoke to them. So basically, <laughs> one of the ships was hovered over them, I guess, and and did the thing. Those yeah, actually a the really are really aliens are kind of uh, dicks. They're just like,
4: yeah, gonna, the they're idea, kind, kind of manipulating everybody. Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they didn't explain how the uh, the Indian people were able to make that weird edited cut after they do the first three notes right.
0: before they do the last two. Yeah.
4: yeah. That's
0: a really good point. Uh, here's I wrote repeats. I don't know what this is. Here you go.
4: Wait 60 seconds and the whole doggone thing repeats.
0: Oh, it was a fart one. I made a fart
3: one. <laughs> Dude,
2: I didn't think you could do it.
3: You I made did, it better. I forgot Good to. I, I forgot I did it. I that. loved how that guy was explaining what was happening and the other guy was like, all right, sure, whatever. Yeah. He just okay. showed up in a suit. <laughs> like just, yeah. Very yeah. realistic. Very weird.
0: Um, here's a flying saucer explanation. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a flying saucer. And then later explains that it's not.
4: Psych! It was
2: my kid in this dinner plate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those guys were jerks. Here's uh, Santa Claus' line. Now, there are all kinds of ideas that would be fun to believe in. Mental telepathy. Time travel.
4: Immortality. Even Santa Claus.
1: Jeez, yeah. that,
0: guy's a, that guy's a real harsh
4: The least realistic
3: film. thing about the film is how often someone gets to speak and a whole crowd of people don't interrupt them yep, it's right. amazing yep that mm-hmm. never happens in real life it was the 70s by
0: the way my dad's generation for sure would say not mental telepathy he would say mental and that mental? guy says mental mental right. telepathy they mental. couldn't say mental men- i <laughs>
2: saw bigfoot What?
0: yeah by mental dude that bigfoot guy was great oh what, yeah what was yeah. the sign he was holding up that said uh be friendly y'all come
4: stop on back a while, now, stop yeah. a while and be friendly yeah, a yeah. Way stop, yeah. And stop, be friendly. stop and be yeah. friendly
0: <laughs>
2: i want a tattoo i want a tattoo written in his poor hands handwriting
4: <laughs> yes those weird block
0: letters a yeah. tons right. of block letters yeah
2: also I didn't one get of the that. best one of the best fonts in any any movie ever close encounters and then we get this guy with the sign
0: oh yeah yeah, for sure. All right, here's here's a line I don't understand very much. What I need is something so scary it'll clear three hundred square miles of every living Christian soul. What about all the ones that aren't Christians? Yeah. What if there's like? Uh, what if you got a Hindu down there at the camp? He's just gonna sit there. Go. Ah, I don't know why all these Christians are leaving. I hate that line. <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> understand, Scott. So why didn't, didn't you add the
2: fart there? Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so dumb. I don't like it. Play the game like of the fart. I, I know I, you got it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't always a button. have farts, but I don't want to, don't want to go find it. All okay, right. here you go. <laughs> there you go, the Scooby fart. Close enough. I can use my imagination. Yeah. Uh, here's Santa Cl- No, sorry. This is the final one. This is the tones that we all know and love. Play the pop tones. So that was created by uh, John Williams. John Williams. Right. After yeah. multiple attempts to create it, and I guess it just came down to Spielberg going, that's it. That's the one. I like it. Yeah. Uh, a yeah. hundred variations, apparently.
4: And mm-hmm. I do love the, you know, the, the back and forth between the, you know, the uh, NASA or, or the, the scientists and the big spaceship when doing the tuba sound, like it's going out of control yeah, responding.
0: That. It was really yeah. cool. I'm, and yeah. I, again, from s- of the perspective of a younger person who hasn't seen this movie before, Carter was Enraptured by that, she thought that was so cool. Mm-hmm. She's like, this, yeah. this is she goes, This isn't even using like amazing uh, special effects technology or anything, but I'm completely in on this. I just love how this mm-hmm. feels and looks. And
4: well, she was that she that was end done. bit is the best part of the movie. When we watched this, I don't think I'd seen it since I'd seen it in theaters in the uh, 70s and 80s, but I completely forgot about the whole, you know, uh, airplane the the, mm-hmm. the uh, disappearing airplanes thing mm-hmm. i forgot about all the the indian stuff the uh uh the hand signals all that and it wasn't until like basically the only part of the movie i remember is richard Dreyfus putting together mashed, mashed potato versions yeah, and, and okay mud now versions that's funny you say tower. that
0: because i only remembered him doing a giant mashed potato thing and forgotten that <laughs> that was just a small version so while we're watching the mashed potato scene i'm like oh i thought that was bigger and then soon I enough, it's do. like
2: I, I could have swore I remembered the potato bigger because I was I was totally convinced. I'm like, yeah. why did Terry Garr make those
4: many potatoes?
2: Yeah. But it was just a normal amount of potatoes.
4: Yeah, it was. All right. So Roy Neary goes up on the spaceship. He gets a little tour. They bring him back to Earth probably at some point, but he won't have aged because that's the way things work. Apparently, mm-hmm. does he go back to his house and then just say, all right, I guess I've got to shovel all this mud out
0: oh yeah oh my gosh yeah assuming
4: that he comes back i don't i don't know that we're
0: no no no! i'm worried about terry gar has got rights to the house she's gonna have to come back and deal with that
1: oh she's gonna come
0: back yeah maybe he could send some of the little kid aliens to go
4: there with a bunch of shovels and help her out a little bit yeah because a 20 little troop of 20 of these things with shovels and
0: yeah that's a great idea i hadn't thought about that
4: (laughs) merry maids here when this is what
0: happened i have exclusive audio this is when uh his character leaves the ship he's now spent some time with the aliens they've fully anal probed him And he's come out, and these are the first words out of his mouth. Oh, no, that's not it. Shoot. That's great. (laughs) Wait a minute. That wasn't it. Gosh dang it, I ruined my own joke. Here it is. It's about Peter. All right, that doesn't work as well now that I've screwed it up. So well done, Scott. Good job. And now, Uh time for this. It's the Film Sack Checklist. After a while, everything looks like a phallic mountain in Wyoming. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, check True. rather Terry Gar still crush worthy in 2018 check what neighbor raises geese it's more of a question but check the uh, nosy neighbor yeah the nosy neighbor <laughs> with her geese and her hair so board. far away from her house too yeah uh Trek Connections we have a number of them the Enterprise swinging around his train room that was cool And there was a Klingon yeah. ship as well <laughs> and a Klingon ship too Yeah, <clears throat> those are great uh Terry Gar. she plays Ronnie Neary in TOS she played Gary Seven's receptionist uh mm-hmm roberta lincoln in the simon earth was the episode ralph mcquarrie did conceptual art for this movie and he was the conceptual artist for 1977's abandoned star trek planet of the apes sorry planet of the titans planet
2: project the
0: and voyage home he also did all that star wars stuff um mike peed great name it's literally p-e-e-d <laughs> uh mike peed and then he did animation photography he uh Oh, he's not even having a connection. Daryl just put him in because he no, has a funny name. name. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Daryl. You're great. <laughs> Gregory Jean was a chief model maker in, uh, st- I don't know what TMP is. What's TMP? Chief model maker. TMP. Temp? Temp-
4: oh, the motion picture. Oh, Star, Star Trek, Trek, the, the, motion, Trek, the
0: motion, picture. motion picture. You need to put an S <laughs> in front of that. Anyway, constructed various <laughs> interior scenes of V'ger, uh, stuff like that. And in TOS played a dude twice, and then in TNG played somebody once. Uh, that, oh.
2: space am I right
0: yeah space, space. Right? space. Yeah. space is pretty great mm-hmm. I'd give it a soundtrack great I'd give it an A for awesome I loved it it's one of my favorite ones from John Williams it was great mm-hmm. this was, this was kind of like the time where everybody knew that this collaboration and the future of John Williams was going to be pretty incredible mm-hmm. So,
3: and it will, it will always remind me of Robin Williams who was a very famous uh, stand up comedian at the time performing the score for this movie in the middle of his act uh, like with just his mouth and it just makes me so happy but that's oh, that a, sounds that's a memory cool. i don't even know about that amazing.
0: that sounds yeah. great was that so this would have been around that era around that time mm. yeah hold on robin williams uh, close encounters close
3: encounters Ooh, <laughs> if there's if there's video of that that would be really super cool uh
0: here we go oh you know what it is it's all defaulting back to robin or it's even though yeah. i typed robin it's all going john because it doesn't right. yeah, i can't or find robbie it. williams someone out there will find it oh my gosh robbie <laughs> yeah. williams who's that who's robbie williams help me know he's a musician uk musician oh yeah right he does, the, the, the uh, x factor guy he's one of the hosts on there right?
4: yes he was a member of uh take that or one of one of the uh, british boy bands and kind of went off and did his own thing and it's way more popular than the
0: the british boy band that he left and yeah, he's coming to vegas for some reason I guess people like him. Sure. Uh, Sure, Let's get to the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. Let's begin with Randy Jordan.
3: Close encounters of the third kind. A pleasurable look at every aspect of humanity with admittedly repetitive music that seems to go on forever and ends with people standing around just quietly watching as you intimately join a group of strangers just like Saturday night at Ibbitt's house ah, that's right <laughs> Saturday night at Ibbots if only there was a, if
4: you if there was an emoji for Saturday night at Ibbitt's house you could use that and save characters yeah, oh, yeah. I don't, I
3: packed it in I got it all in it just it took a, some editing to get nice. that in there someone talk to the
0: the Unicode people and let's get that Ibit emoji in there yeah let's make the Saturday night at Ibbitt's house emoji a minute uh or in it to win it all right we uh, Brian Dunaway
4: uh, Close
2: Encounters of the Third Kind. It's like Halloween for grown-ups. No. It's like driving while mapping. No. Mm. It's better than goofy golf. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> there you go. Like better
4: than goofy golf. <laughs>
0: Probably. Thanks,
2: <laughs> <is>. Jimmy Dreyfus.
0: <laughs> Jimmy, is, Jimmy is Dreyfus. Jimmy Dreyfus. Nice. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbitt.
4: Uh All right. So I I have a couple because I was afraid Randy was going to use uh, my first yeah, one. Randy. Okay. But here's here's yeah. my first one. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Did I ever tell you about the time I was a keyboardist for NASA? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. And just in case he used that one or did some form of that in his opening, my other one was close encounters of the third kind. Hey, you like UFOs.
0: I like UFOs. My wife
4: doesn't like UFOs. Let's make out. Yeah. On this rock, on this mountain.
0: You know what? I forgot about the keyboard guy. He should not get short shrift here. They literally had a dude who could just play that over and over and very (laughs) fast. Yeah.
4: Just a keyboardist for NASA. Like, uh, what, what do you do? Well, on the ha- on the on the small chance that we ever need somebody who can play
0: a Casio, that's my job. Yep. That's what I do. Yep. And he, I swear, those those keyboards back in the day could repeat stuff. So I yeah. don't know why yeah, they didn't record. just do that. Just yeah, but he had that. to
4: improvise a little bit. Like there were times when he had to kind of go off off chart.
0: He looked really nervous before they,
4: too. Before they push the button that says, uh, "Let's put it on autopilot. Or let's yep. put it on." You know, the computer's figured out their level of communication. We'll just let it take over.
0: And he here. was so nervous and and like jittery and sweaty. And then when the yeah. when the thing suddenly pulled forward, he goes like barreling off the back of it. Like that that dude was <laughs> that dude was in it to win it. That's great. That's great. Uh, alternate titles. Oh, these were just handed to me. <clears throat> uh, this movie was almost called. Mr. Holland's Mashed Potato Opus. (laughs) That almost happened. It's crazy, right? And then uh, this was this one that almost made it, but then they finally settled on Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It was almost near run-ins of the less-than-fourth kind. Uh (laughs) It just didn't roll off the tongue in the same way. uh,
4: Not quite as ambiguous either. No.
0: Turns out not. All right, I got an email from Andy who wrote in. Uh, These emails come to us at filmstack at gmail.com. You're encouraged to send them yourself, those who are listening to the show. Hey, Sackers, I just listened to the Young Guns episode. My parents were lax on movie ratings and allowed me to watch things on VHS at age, age nine. Uh, all I remember from that viewing was the crazy peyote scene and how awesome it was to be thrown out of a window in a chest. Also, wanted to share my all-star cast. All right, so this is what he wants for a new version. Okay, the reboot. This is who would be in the reboot. And it's really good, you guys. Like, right. s- straight up, Andy is onto something. I think the, the 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 lesson we're learning here is let, let your kids watch rated R stuff when they're kids because then they have great ideas when they're older. All yeah. right, here you go, Tom Holland, perfect. Bring him yes, in. Yes, okay, yeah. Yep. Jesse pick, Plemons, yeah. Jesse Plemons should be in everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joe Kerry, it's the <laughs> kid. From- the Damon, you mean? <laughs> yeah, Joe Kerry <laughs> mm-hmm. from Stranger Things. I don't know which kid that is. Or if that's yeah, a kid. That's is it a, a kid? Great. I don't know who that is.
4: Um, I'm looking it up because I want
0: to know. It, it's definitely not the kid missing the two front teeth no it's somebody else i don't know who it is taylor uh, lotner who's taylor lotner help me with that taylor lotner no Not nothing okay we're I looking at i up. got taylor lotner oh, oh him that's in a bunch wolf. of stuff like twilight oh it's oh, yeah, the wolf Twilight's. guy no i'm i'm now i'm off the reservation with this guy i don't, I don't <laughs> Joe curry
4: by the way joe curry stranger things he's the older kid who had the mullet like the Oh, okay. The total, like, yeah, uh, all the the kid.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, all okay. All no, no, that's a fit. Yeah, great, all right. Really. Nicholas Hout from, uh, he was Beast from X Men. You oh, know, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, is it, I thought it was Hout. No? Holt? I always no. thought Holt, but sure, whatever. H O U L T. You're probably right. It right. doesn't matter. The important thing is he was in uh, the greatest film ever made, Mad Max Fury Road. Um, <laughs> Will Poulter <laughs> from The Maze Runner. So this is pretty good. He's yeah, seeing, yeah. He thinks Hugh Laurie would be great as Tungstall. And Terry O'Quinn good. could come back and replay Alex. Just my thoughts. Easily. Love the show. Keep Easily. on talking Yeah. Well, thank you, Andy. Fine the suggestions. The uh, yeah, Taylor
4: Lautner Twilight, right?
0: I'd be into a Young Guns reboot. I really would, and I'd be fine if somebody did it. Maybe I'm just in the mood for that um, Buster Scruggs thing that came out last night. Oh, to watch well, it tonight. It looks so good. I'm very oh yeah. Excited. Have you watched any of that tonight? I'll watch it. it. It's what it, and, and and a reminder for people. There are a lot of people who still think this is a series. It's not. It's a movie. It's a movie. One and one one, yep. it was supposed to be a mini series of like you know, six episodes or something. And then the Coen brothers changed their mind for some reason and went just a single film. But what I'm hearing so far from people who know me, they think I'm going to eat this up. So I'm stoked Mm -hmm. to watch that tonight. Maybe next week I'll tell you what I thought of it. Um, And then you all probably watch it too. It's on Netflix and in theaters. So Mm -hmm. do what you want to do. Our next movie will be
3: Sixteen Candles. 16
0: Candles. Wow. Can you believe it? Is that our second John Hughes f- or third? How many John Hughes movies have we done?
3: Third. Uh, uh,
4: Breakfast Club. Uh,
2: yeah. We've had one more that didn't we? Or did we? Why am I might not? We didn't, didn't do did Planes,
1: Trains, We're all we
3: rushing done- to film com. Yeah.
0: I know. We haven't done uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, no. I think we turned it down because it's just too good. Yeah. Too hard to make fun of.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: Let's see. John Hughes.
3: Well, yep. It looks like
4: we haven't done a home alone. We've only done done, the Breakfast Club. Dutch. We
3: didn't do Dutch. We didn't do Dutch. We wanted Dutch. We've only done the Breakfast Club. Have we not done Dutch? No. No Dutch.
0: No. We've done nothing with Al from Married with Children in it.
4: God, I could have sworn. Oh, that was I guess a recommendal. Sometimes I overlap our recommendals and our
0: film sack films.
4: Don't do that. I know. I won't. No, no more. No more will I do
0: that. Actually, FilmSack Stats is behind. They've got the latest episode, Van Helsing. That was a while ago. Get on it. You'll, oh, let's do this thing for free that we love and that you don't right. have any reason to do. Go, they go do it. Um, all
3: right. What, uh, what, what is our genre for Sixteen Candles? Because I love. That's the most interesting part of FilmSack Stats for me mm. is that we this is primarily do action and sci-fi and thrillers mm-hmm. and adventures. Yeah. <laughs> don't this wait. Is you just say it was the of, coming of
0: age. <laughs> film he
3: called the yeah, ring wall dramedy the genre.
0: dramedy yeah sure is it though i don't know coming of age nah. yeah it's a defies description because john hughes movies are kind of in their own hole you know yeah i mean
4: what would you describe yeah, yeah. breakfast club What is, what uh what category does breakfast club on film sex stouts stats fall into stouts, stouts. um
0: john it's Hughes. can be my new brewery uh, right stouts. <laughs> it's the hughes genre dude see. that's it yeah right yep. exactly yeah And I would remind people the greatest marriage of John Hughes style and Quentin Tarantino style is the 1997 fantastic film uh, Gross Point Blank, which everyone should watch a thousand times over. It's in my top five movies of all time.
4: You're going to get people drunk by mentioning um, Gross Point Blank and Mad Max Fury Road in the same episode of Film Set. Hey, look, they got... You know the, there's a drinking game. There yeah, has to be a drinking game. There has to be. Two.
0: And they and it's on, it's on them for their terrible life choice. It's on them. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's 401. We'll give you the 401 on 16 Candles this weekend. Now, here's the interesting bit. We're going to do it live on the Coverthon that Brian Ibbett runs every year, where he earns money right. for Alzheimer's research, which is a fantastic cause. And a good excuse for us to all get in there on a Friday and uh, and knock it out live. And uh, we'll put it up, of course, like it always is on a podcast. That doesn't change anything. We did this last year and I think the year before. So nothing right. new or yeah. strange. But uh, anything else you want to say about it, Brian? Yeah, I mean, you can find out more information by going
4: to coverville.com slash coverthon. That's where I put all the, the info about it. Our bit, our film sec bit is going to be at uh, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. So that's uh, noon on the East Coast and 9 a.m. on the West Coast. So nah, it's awesome. the
3: second hour of. It is the, the second
4: co- hour exactly. So Tina and I get in there, we do our stuff, we talk about why we're doing this, and and get the ball rolling. I play a couple Milli Vanilli covers, a Steely Dan set, whatever, mm-hmm. and then uh, we roll right into film sack.
3: Sounds great. So I'm I looking love forward your to examples it. of songs, man. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> It's not only great. The only reason I know. think of
4: Steely Dan is because they have a song. They do Black Friday, a song called Black Friday. Oh, it's it's more about the the, um, the 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 um,
0: depression mm. deal, well,
1: less well, Also about
4: people going getting up at three in the morning to buy microwaves at Best Buy. Yeah. Also, <laughs> a very good
0: point that it is literally Black Friday, meaning Thanksgiving the day yeah. before. And we, at least in the U.S., we hope everyone has a fantastic Thanksgiving. We will not talk to you until after that. But uh, we hope you have a good one and you eat a lot of food and do nice things for other people and be thankful right. for things. Uh, that's next week. That's 401. And uh, we'll be uh, live. Coverville.com slash live.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to. What are we What are we giving thanks for this week? I'm giving thanks for uh, mobile games because everybody loves them.
0: Yeah. Everyone yeah. has a phone and uh, everyone loves Is mobile stark? games. Is that snark? Yeah, it's a little, I, can, it, I sense is a little, it I sense a little, just is a tiny bit. <laughs> just a little, just a little bit. I
4: can't imagine why you would bring that up yeah, and why Weird. You would talk about. <laughs> weird.
0: Uh, I'm thankful for, um, uh, this is kind of related, but I have been, I've been able to do nothing but slavishly want to play Diablo three since I got home from BlizzCon wow. and I don't really have a good explanation for why, except for that still remains one of my favorite games of all time. And I just can come back to it when I'm feeling it. And right now I'm feeling it. And I can't, I, I'm i running like multiple riffs a day and just cranking, cranking. I love that game. Hmm. So there's that. I'm thankful I'm gonna, for Diablo I'm, 3.
2: I'm going to pander to the audience and say I'm thankful for our listeners who have listened to 400 Aww. episodes of this
0: crap. Yeah, that's super sweet. Th- wow. Look how far we've come since Crawl, you guys. Yeah.
4: Nah, yeah, no Trolls? Would I'm, be thankful really. for turkey.
0: I'm thankful for gravy mm-hmm. i'm thankful
4: for stuffing i'm thankful for mashed potatoes Yeah, no matter what they mean
1: yeah <laughs> what shape
3: you form them in they, yeah they all sound good it would good. be really cool uh to hear from a listener or two or whoever who ha- who have legit listened to all 400 episodes like now now like if you're if you're hearing me right now and you're like oh wow i've listened to all 400 episodes Maybe shoot us an email because that yeah. would be cool. I'd yeah, like we'd to love to hear that.
0: And I know all. there are a bunch of you. I'm sure of it. In fact, I know one personally who's for sure in that category. So if you guys are uh, want to share your sort of lifetime achievement award here, we'd love to pimp oh. you on the show. Yeah, heck yeah, that's great. We'll do that next week all, uh, as well. Uh, but you had to have watched all of these movies. That's the other trick. It can't oh be God. just listen to us. That's you have to watch tough. every that's movie.
4: Evil. Dude, I haven't even watched all these movies. Sometimes ah. I just look at
0: Wikipedia. Yeah, you just come in here and fake it. I see. I see. Hey, that uh, is. If,
2: if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking about going to watch Close Encounters and you're like, oh, this is going to be too hard. If you go to YouTube and look up movie clips, lots of times the top 10 clips from a lot of these movies we watch are mm-hmm. right there, and uh, you can just get the highlights. And we usually talk about the highlights as well as other. Yeah, the cliff
0: notes, I'd if you're do lazy.
4: That, do that for young guns. Don't do that for close encounters of the no, third kind. Yeah, this right. is
0: one you. This is one that's worth yeah, seeing. This one thing. is worth seeing, and we, tr- you know, we try to, we try to bring the heat, whatever that means. I don't even wow. know
4: what that means. <laughs> we bring the bring funk. The we bring the funk, and we bring
0: the noise and the noise. Yeah, heat, funk, and noise. All three mm-hmm. together at last. All three. Uh, speaking of all three, uh, of you and me, that's four of us. Uh, we'll be back next week with another film sack. Of course, Filmsack.com dot com is our website. Filmsack on Twitter, if you want to find us there. You can also email us filmsack at gmail dot com. Uh, that, like Andy did, and like all of you should, also leave us reviews wherever you get your podcast. Google Play, iTunes, or I guess it's Apple Podcasts now. Uh, wherever, Spotify, review those things. Let us know what you think. And yeah, you heard me. Spotify has all the shows, so that includes Filmsack. That's gonna do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. We'll see you next time. Oh. All right. That worked out good. <laughs> this show is part of the Frog Pants, Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.
1: Like a taco?